Hey guys, welcome to the first ever podcast of Cheap Shots. My name is Brendan, and I'm here with my co-hosts. What's up guys, Brendan Mayhorn. Zach Wiesaw over here. And Drayton Deshawn. Alright guys, so we thought for our very first podcast we were going to do something kind of fun to get to know us. Um, we're going to do kind of the stuff that's going to become the normal. We're going to talk about some news, talk about big game releases. But we're also going to talk about uh, our top five favorite games of all time. So... I thought that was kind of a cool way to get to know us. Yeah, um, no, for sure. I, I think our top five, five favorite games, uh, those would define us. So going off that, you know exactly who we are, what we like, and that'll help you guys in the future to form maybe like an unbiased opinion on what we're talking about. Or how much they're going to hate us within the next 10 minutes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're you're literally going to hate us. Oh, yeah. Definitely. All right, guys, so... I mean, the, the first thing I guess I was going to get into is, you know, I, what are you guys playing right now? Like, what what's the big stuff that you're into? I mean, it doesn't have to be big. It could just be what you're playing for fun. You know, I'm an oldie but a goodie. And by oldie, I mean a few years old. Siege, man. Hey. I'm competitive Rainbow and Six I got to keep going. Rainbow Six Siege. Hey, Siege is, We're Siege all is fun. Yeah. Siege yep. is spooky. <laughs> uh, guys, it's November. It's the spooky month. I got to tell you guys that it's right now. It's actually October. Well, would you look at that? That's the spooky <laughs> month. Uh, Siege is just scary because there's so much competitiveness. You've only played Even in game. quick play. Quick play, casual, ranked, dude, it doesn't matter. If you're locking down an objective and all you hear is footsteps <laughs> and you know everyone else on your team is dead, so they're not coming to reinforce your walls. No, they're coming to blow your goddamn head off. Yep. Um, I know one thing, I you know, I think it's kind of funny, but like Odyssey just came out yesterday, yep. and I'm actually playing two Assassin's Creed back. I'm playing Syndicate right now because I actually never finished Syndicate, and I never finished Origins, and I feel like a horrible person. Yep. You definitely and aren't. A horrible person. Like, you know what's really funny is, like, jumping back into uh, Syndicate, because Syndicate's been, what, probably four years ago now? Oh, yeah. At this point? Four oh, or yeah. five years? I uh, got um, on it, yeah. I actually am having a lot of fun, like, because I did play a little bit of Origins. I didn't, like, dive too deep into it, but, like, that new mechanic, I almost kind of like the old mechanics where it's, it was just simple. It was simple, but, it, I mean, it was a nice change after yeah. Origins oh, came around. Like, the absolutely. RPG feel like... Well, it, and I'm so glad, like, we're going to talk about this in a little bit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, the RPG feel, even in Odyssey now, they just took it one step farther. Oh, boy, and they wait. made it so much better. Um, anybody else got anything I'm crazy? I'm playing Assassin's Creed 1. Hey! I actually bought wow. them all. I spent Dude. $135, bought every Assassin's Creed, including pre-ordered Odyssey. Oh, boy, um, nice. And so I'm trying to... It's hard to get through Assassin's Creed 1 on PC because the controls are complete trash. Um, but I'm working on I can't use a controller, so it's Assassin's Creed with a mouse and keyboard. Oh, so God. you don't like, wow. So, so you hate yourself, is what you're telling me. I like, the thing is, with Assassin's Creed, you know, you have where the sprint situation where you sprint, and you, and you hold that sprint button, and you yeah. climb stuff. I like being able to hold my right trigger and do that. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to actually force myself, because uh, Origins, that's Egypt, right? Yeah. yeah. Looks yeah. amazing. And that's the reason why I bought them all. But I'm going to have to force myself to um, play through one Revelations, Blood, whatever. Brotherhood. Brotherhood, yeah. Brotherhood. Yeah, Brotherhood. Bloodborne. Um, I'm not going to play. Game. Yeah, I'm not going to play any of the like, side ones that are like side scrollers because yeah. that just sounds terrible. Yeah, they're I mean, bad. You can, you, they're not great. They, they don't they fall were, into the $7 story a piece. I don't think all. they're worth that. They were, they were for free. So, I mean, if you get them for free, they're good. Yeah, yeah no, I'll play anything for free, guys. Yes, absolutely. Anything. 
Yeah, um, I've been playing personally a ton of Overwatch. Um, we all have. You, I was gonna say you kind of brought me back into well, the Overwatch because I I really had a, a hard time getting back into it because I have like oh god like four hundred plus hours on console and then going to PC. It was really hard because I was so burnt out. Like, you know, I'd spent so much money on Overwatch. And I love the game, don't get me wrong, but 400 hours wears on you after so long. Oh, that is a so, long time of Overwatch. I'm yeah. really glad that you kind of got me back into it because it's been like that thing that I've been missing. No, Overwatch is just such like a, a pivotal point of my life right now. Like, being able to play different characters with different backstories, with different abilities, yeah, and then using the that best. to my advantage, yeah. <laughs> Siege. <laughs> Overwatch is the best. I, um, I'm a new player to Overwatch. And yeah, you you are a I'm very, very new, new player. I finally picked my person, which I believe is D.Va. Cool. Nice. Um, Not bad. Okay. I like D.Va, and um, just because I like the quick pace of the, of the ult she has, I like the quick pace on it, because oh, yeah. you switch back and forth. Yeah. Um, but it's it's weird because I've never really been into those kind of competitive games. Like the team shooters. Yeah. Team, uh, like six yeah. people in one team, that's a yeah, lot. Like, yeah. mean, you need like actual competitive you thinking, have to work strategy. Yeah. yeah. You know, and to jump in on that, like, you know, I touched, I barely touched Overwatch on Xbox. Barely. To the point where I'm like, you know, even jumping in on PC and adding in the keyboard and mouse, you, it's playing a completely different game. I could argue that. I think anyone could argue that. But still, I think my new character, honestly, it's got to be Farah, dude. I love yeah. sliding around. And they just weapon. added that new Farah. Have you seen the Farah update I yet? I have not. So they actually decreased her blast radius. You have to be more accurate with her now, but she does more damage if you actually land a hit. Okay. Which huh. is great. for Which I, is I, fair. Yeah. In every no. situation. As someone who hates Farah, whenever Farah's on the opposite team, it's just a nightmare. Geesh, it's a nightmare. Yeah. It's so, Yo, God. We're not even going to get I, into I Bastion. I Bastion, and all three of you hate it. Yes, we do. Yeah, because Bastion is just like the but when garbage. We win, I don't know what I'm doing. Happy, Let's play Bastion. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or Bastion is the good old, like, you know what? Uh, we were joking about it when it happened, but when um, the whole Bastion-Arissa meta kind of came oh, back. Oh, God. So that Bastion, for those of you who don't know, is pre-beta Bastion, where back when the beta came out, Bastion actually had a shield. Oh, and full health, and it was atrocious because you couldn't kill him. Like, it was horrible. And I will say, sometimes Overwatch feels kind of broken, oh, but God. at least Blizzard actually, like, confronts that. They fix their problems, and there's constantly an update. Like, right oh, now, God, yeah. they've Blizzard got the Pharah rework, the Torbjorn rework. Uh, they've I, got the Halloween event coming out here in, like, a week. Exactly. I mean, right now is such a, a good time to get into Overwatch if you haven't done so in the past two years. Right. Well, and... Um, you know, real quick, Mayhorn, so who do you, who do you main? I think it'd be kind of cool to, you can judge us all by our mains, honestly. So, honestly, right now, I've been getting really hard into, uh, Anna, Anna, however you prefer to pronounce that, um, just because I really like the, um, the team support feel. Yeah. Plus, I mean, she's a great offense, great defense, great support character. Um, it, personally, yeah, I, I think Anna's great. What, what, yeah. are, what are you playing? Uh, so my, my recent man, since, and honestly, it's swapped up since I went to PC. Okay. Used to be a huge Roadhog fan. Ooh, Roadhog. I, I used to be oh. a bigger Roadhog fan when he was a lot more tanky. Okay. I mean, he still is, don't get me wrong, but I miss, like, the good old days of, like, hook and shot insta-kills. Yep. Okay. That was, like, Roadhog in his prime. But right now, my biggie, I've been playing a lot of Junkrat, um, because for some reason, as much as I hate him on console, PC, he is so much more fun to play. Junkrat is an... He's, he's probably like the most fun player, like right. character to play, just because you can blow everything up by yourself. Yeah, and the, you know what's really funny is like if 
again, you know, from like way back in the beta days, it was crazy because Junkrat actually used to hurt himself. So <laughs> his explosions hurt him, his mines hurt him, his everything. It was like Farah. Farah could hurt herself. So and, that kind of defeats the purpose of Rogue. Well, it Junkrat. did, and that was a big like a big change because like Farah, they took away the damage. And it just, you know, it really changed the game, and they were like, all the, the, the Junkrat fans were like, hey, you can't do this. You, you guys can't do this to us. Like, it's not fair, because she's not taking damage. And now my character, who can really abuse that ability, is being destroyed by himself. The only um, reason I like D.Va so much is because it's the only tank I can play without dying constantly. Yes, you are very new to the game. Uh, but, like, tanking has never been my specialty. Getting up close, I usually just get killed. Yeah, I mean, the nice thing about D.Va is you've got Defense Matrix, which really... Which I just recently oh, yeah. learned how to use. Yeah, you were I so new to the game. three or four games without knowing how to use Defense Matrix. I just thought that it was nothing. So I was like, cool. It is the most, probably her most important ability, because you can absorb all of the damage, and your team is fine. Like, yeah. That's the great oh, thing. Especially when you absorb an all, but yeah. Alright guys, well cool, that's kind of what we're, we've been playing. Sorry to kind of jump ahead, but we kind of want to get into our next... So our next topic before we get into like the big meat of the, the show is going to be um, what you know the big news is this week. Yep. So first thing we're going to start with is new releases. So of course there were actually three major launches this week. We're only going to talk on two because the one, honestly not a lot of us are super comfy talking about because I haven't played it personally. And I haven't even seen a gameplay trailer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I've seen absolutely nothing. Um, but so the the major releases this week are Forza Horizon Four, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and then we had Mega Man Eleven. That's the one we're probably not going to dabble much into. I might say like a word or two on it, but we're not going to dive into it. That's fair. Um, but the so let's start with Forza. I mean, I know we've all me and Zach have been playing since Friday. Yeah, and I've been playing literally all day. That's all I've done today. Right. So what are we thinking, guys? Like, what do we think of Forza? I've never played Forza Horizon before, so this is a good starting game. Oh, yeah. And Definitely. it looks beautiful. Horizon 3. When it came out, blew my mind. I was like, this is the pinnacle. There's no way it could get any better. Yeah, and it getting was the up, magnum opus, almost, of open-world racing games. Quite literally was, because nothing was better than getting, like, six, seven friends to jump into a single game, and everyone takes their favorite car and just smacks the hell out of each other with them. Like, it... Like... I like racing, but I like the customization. I like the yeah. uniqueness, you know. So coming from three to four, and I haven't tested out the multiplayer yet, but I will say the customization's back. Oh, it's yeah. the same. It's still good. They've refined it a little bit, but I mean, yeah. honestly, like, overall, like, you know, Forza, again, it's all about racing. There's a, right. there's a certain select amount of cars you can get, but you still feel, feel unique as a racer and as right. a player as well. Yeah, I like to go fast. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. That's right. the biggest thing, like, when the, the, the intro. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, like, and the so thing good. I'm really a huge fan of is, like, in the last Forza, they kind of threw you in, in uh, Horizon 3, they kind of threw you right into the story. Yep. With this one, like, they did do an intro like they did in Horizon 3, but then they actually kind of went into, um, I'm thinking of the best way. Like, they let you try out all the seasons. Yeah. Because you're going to have to get used to these constantly changing seasons. Every week, we're going to get a new set of seasons, which is, is that awesome. how it's going to work. Yeah, so oh, yeah. every every week, we'll have a cycle. So, like, like this worldwide. week was summer. Yep. Next week will be autumn, then winter, and then spring, and just repeat. But so, and during each week, Whoa. you're going to have challenges, things to do based off the season. 
do events, news. So it's a really cool, and I love the fact that they actually let you like try out the seasons. Yep. And it's nothing long. It was it was pretty long to oh, me. I, so I, that was my right. only complaint. Yeah. yeah, I want to jump in with my buddies and just go. That's that's fair. I mean, I guess for me, since I've always played them solo, like it didn't really bother me because I literally cleared three seasons in one night. That's fair. Um, granted, that might just be my like you know, I have no life. <laughs> just throwing that out there, but yeah, fair yeah. enough. Shout out to your socks. Yeah, exactly. Those yeah, PlayStation. Even though I'm not the biggest Sony fan in the world, but I want to say one thing though about Forza, something that they refined as far as coming from Horizon Three. Now, obviously, like I'll, I'll be completely honest, I didn't delve super, super deep into Horizons Three. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. So I don't really know how the Forza thon worked as far as you know between three and four. But I will say this: drive guitars are awesome. That's great. But what we did from Horizon Three to Four was every single drive guitar you see is an actual other player. Yeah. So not only that, they took it a step further with the Forzathon. If if you know if you're driving around and it says, hey, there's a Forzathon event, you know, get here within yeah. five minutes. You just see everyone in the map, every mm -hmm. single drive guitar just go straight yep. to it. And it was great because you know me and my buddy were rally racers. At heart, like through and through rally, dude, dirt, mud, snow, it doesn't matter if it's off-road, hell yes. Drifting especially. But it was cool because we convoyed to the meet um, we showed up in rally cars, and there were people in, like, vintage cars, uh, super sports. Like, it was all over. Some dude showed up in, like, a Toyota race truck. It was just cool to see all those players come together and then do, like, crowd events. Like, well, you know. I mean, it was kind of cool when the three of us, me, you, and um, your buddy were playing. Yep. You know, like, it was really cool to see you in your actual real-life car. Yep. Um, your buddy had a sports car, I believe? Uh, I can't remember, but I'm assuming and so. I was driving your car. Yeah, Jeep. You were in a Jeep, yeah. It was like a cool little, because you could like see everybody's taste. It did. We didn't all have to have like these horribly fast sports cars to keep up with each other nope. and have fun. It was great. And that's that's the beautiful thing about Forza is that it takes all these worlds of racing, no matter if you're dirt, you're drift, right. you're a circuit racer, off, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, you can take all these cars together and just go around in sandbox, yeah. you know, take them off road, rip through, you know, it doesn't matter. You can have fun with your buddies yeah. how you want. Absolutely. And that's the best thing about Forza in general is the customization throughout the gameplay. Yeah. So that's why I'm excited to see Drayton and Brandon oh, really get I into know, it dude. as well. Oh God, I've been playing genuinely all day. And this is someone who comes from uh, Horizons 3, which I thought was genuinely the best racing game I've ever played. Hands I did out. not know how we were going to top it. And Horizons 4 just feels so... Fluid. I mean, yeah, every single fine. step of the game, the exactly. cars, the way yeah. they handle, yeah. um, the different races we have, just driving through the Britain countryside, it, it right. feels so real. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, I'm actually there, and I feel like I'm driving the car. Yeah. Well, you know what's crazy to me, too, is like, I, so me and my buddy, we have exact opposite taste when it comes to Forza. I like Horizon. He loves motorsports. We buy him every year. Yeah. It's really amazing that I don't feel like the motorsport has as tight of a driving system as Horizon does. Because anyone can jump into Horizon and have fun. Not everyone can jump into motorsport. And yeah. I think that's kind of a detriment because I love some of the tracks of motorsport. But when I like have to look up how to tune my car yeah. just to play <laughs> exactly. the game, Amen. Okay. like to me that kind of ruins the fun of the game because I just want to like drive. Like, I'll totally admit, I play with, you know, I don't do brake assists anymore. That's something I kind of got rid of. I see growing up, but... Like, there's some things on it. Like, I like it more arcadey. I, I enjoy that arcadey feel because I'm not in Horizon to be super crazy competitive. Yeah. I'm in it to have fun. And Exactly. And and they make having fun such a big point of that game. I mean, yeah. from the different types of races. I've been playing so much cross-country races. Oh, yeah. yeah the cross-country. Just the feeling of 
raking things. Like, ah, uh, gosh. The Ripping through the stone fences. Exactly. Some poor farmer's yard. You just busted all to hell. You're like, this is the greatest like, thing I'm ever. I am so sorry, but I'm having a great time. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I cannot describe the amount of joy I've had just today playing by myself on Horizons 4. Uh, it's a game that I think if you haven't picked up yet, you should definitely pick oh, up. If you're a race fan, you'd be doing yourself If you even like cars. Yeah, I'm not a race fan. But I would still recommend well, it. I played maybe two hours because I have not had a lot of free time since I got it on Game Pass today. Mm-hmm. Um, but Which. in those two hours, I have had so much fun playing it. And I just, like, I am not a race fan. I'm not good at racing games. But it was so easy for me to jump on there and just go. Like, even when I didn't have the super fast car, when it was yeah. my own car, it was just so easy to learn it and learn the controls because it felt right. Yeah, so let, let me ask you just really quick. Um, as someone who's actually tried to get people who don't like racing games into Forza, what did you think of the controls? Um, I've had friends say it's too stiff. It, it doesn't make sense. You can't control the cars. And coming from people who actually like to, to race and to control those cars, I, I like it. What, what did you think as a newcomer? I thought, for, first of all, it was very easy to use. There were a couple things off, but then... You go into the tuning and controls menus, and it's actually very intuitive, very easy to use. It looks overwhelming at first, but if you just read each, you just gotta take your time. It's so easy. So I actually spent 25 to 30 minutes tuning my car by myself for the first time, not doing anything about it, and actually making it easier to drive. I my drifts were off, so I tuned it a bit with the front wheels, and now I can drift just fine. Well. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say one more thing. Like, yeah. on the complete opposite end of that spectrum, I've been a motorsports fan since yeah. the second one. I've been huge in the sim racing. I love, I think it was, uh, I want to say Forza 7. It might be 5 or 6. It might have been 4 even. It's I a big remember. jump right there. Yeah, there's so a like lot. Seven to five. Like, it might be 1 through, yeah, regardless of the fact, though. I mean, like, I had the, uh, the Nissan GTR, like, uh, the Fujimi Kaido, which yeah. was infamous for nothing but turns. And, like, it got to the point where, like, me and my buddies were so good, we drift, like, like in unison, yeah. like, through the entire track. And it was just, like, the realism was great. Right. So, coming from that, and like I said before, I just started at Horizons 3, essentially. Yeah. But coming into Horizons 3 and 4, like, you know, you guys like the arcade feel. Like, you play in the arcade setting. And, you know, Brandon plays with, out of, like, he, you yeah. know, it's an automatic. Me, on the other hand, I'm not a clutch guy, but I still have the shift. I'm still full simulation steering, no ABS, and, like, it still feels realistic in that sense. So, like, I get to have that sense of realism while you guys, if you want to play the arcadiness, hell yeah, you know, more power too. You can do that. And the cool thing is we can all play together. And that's the best part. That that is the best part. Any game nowadays with cross-platform is such a good move. By the way, real quick shout-out I want to give to Microsoft for being awesome and putting that on Game Pass. I think that is the coolest thing in the world because it allows people who may never get to experience a racing game like that to experience it and not have to feel like, oh no, I spent $60 on a racing game that I may not like. I wouldn't have bought it. Exactly. I would not have exactly. spent $60 on it. First, I would now that I've played it. I definitely would spend $100 on the Legendary Edition. And I'm going to buy the DLCs and all that. But I would not have spent the money on it at least for months to come until probably after Christmas. Yep. If I couldn't have got Game Pass, because I'm all for that. I have Origin Access. I have PS Now. I have Game Pass. Yeah. I have all of those because and they're a great value. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, cool. That was Forza. 
Um, so, I mean, does anyone want to say anything? I know we all really haven't got, like, I haven't even honestly gotten more than 10 minutes in Odyssey yet. Does anyone just even have an opinion they want to throw out there? Like, because I'm excited for Odyssey as much as, like, I love Assassin's Creed. And going, like I said, going back and playing the older ones, it is kind of weird because I like the older style and I like the older story a little bit better because there was a more grounded story. Yeah. Not the grounded. Mechanics? Is it different? It's so, very different, yes. Yeah, they actually, the thing that I really love is that in Origins, I hated the fact that to get certain set bonuses, you literally had to have a set of armor and it sucked because it limited how your character would look and it really took away to the fact there were only like three good sets of armor. Yeah. In this one, um, from what I've heard from everybody that's gotten a lot deeper into it, I've got a couple buddies who've got like five, six hours in. They've all said that that set bonus BS is gone. So it's actually made it a lot more fun um, because then you can look how you want. You don't have to be generic Spartan number one. Good, good, good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, does anybody else have anything they want to really say on Odyssey? Yeah. So um, I'm a huge Origins fan. Um, prior to that, I mean, the only Assassin's Creed game I played that really caught my interest was 4. Mm-hmm. So um, hopping Ooh, into yeah. Origins where they kind of revised the system. It's more yeah. RPG feeling. Um, I loved Origins. Origins was fantastic. My one complaint, though, was they threw so much stuff at you that I felt like yeah. I, it was almost tedious to complete the game. Yeah. Well, and it was a pretty drastic switch from, like, old Assassin's Creed to new Assassin's Creed. Like, it was not like, a, hey, we're going to work you into this. It was... Hey, you were switching up the game. It out yourself. Yeah, it was a completely yeah. changed the series. I've got no problem with that because I thought Origins was great. Like oh, honestly, yeah, yeah. every second I played of Origins was fantastic. Uh, having never played Odyssey myself, just going off of trailers, going off of you know everything, waiting for this release on Friday, um, I've got to say that I've never been more excited for an Assassin's Creed game. Never. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. I am I a huge. I am a huge Greek fan. Yes, exactly. Spartans. Same. I love. So them. like I like. The only thing I'm having a worry about, and it could just be the way they're doing the trailers, they've been showing off a lot of Medusa, and I don't like that because, like, I always like the fact that in Assassin's Creed, the myths were still myths, but in a way they weren't, and now it almost seems like they're really, like, taking the myths by the horn and, like, throwing them into the game, and I'm kind of afraid of that. I hope it doesn't take a a fantasy Yeah, like, I I was okay, because let's be real, Assassin's Creed is fantasy, like, hardcore sci-fi fantasy. Apple exactly. DNA. Yeah, you've got the yeah. animus. You've got weird DNA. Yeah, yeah. aliens. Yeah, like, and it, there's nothing wrong with that. But it, like, it was always taking a backseat to being just a good game about a cool assassin. Like, my favorite assassin will forever be Ezio. I bought the Ezio collection, rebeat the entire collection because it was so good. Uh, can I ask something really quick? Go for it. How do you feel about Connor? Don't you even? Who's Connor? All right. So before we even get into this, oh, Connor is my absolute favorite. I love the fire. I love that he's a, a bitch and he's just mad at the world. But you know what? He's got that excuse, and I like it. And now Connor you're going to hear Creed three, right? Yes. 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 I the Native it. American Revolutionary War, the whole nine yards. My favorite. One of my favorite time periods. If I'm not wrong, it's the only game to actually take uh, take place in America, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. It was one of my favorites. So no, now we're going to no. hear um, Rogue place in america excuse me the only mainstream game to take place let's be real here rogue was the mainstream game unity can go burn listen all right so back to (laughs) yeah (laughs) before we get too off topic here you're wrong but let's go so i was just gonna say so you know again connor is my favorite so now we're gonna hear why he's absolute garbage from brendan over here no only one of them because i agree with uh zach i loved connor i am of native american descent and it was very empowering. Hold on, hold on. 
before you like throw me under the bus like as hardcore as you could <laughs> bro i, I threw the bus at you <laughs> you did <laughs> i don't hate connor by any means like it, it, my problem with assassin's creed 3 is more so the game than the actual character and because, what do you mean so i would the mechanics to me like were not it, it's really hard coming off of like revelations which i know everyone generally hates revelations yeah it wasn't the worst but like it was super tight and really well done and for me the fact that three didn't feel near as tight was kind of crazy because i'm like you guys didn't really change anything except for like a couple mechanics here and there and i'm like so how you went from having a really tight great game to having like a not as good game just kind of bothered me now that being said i'm actually really excited because assassin's creed season pass does come with a remaster of three so i'm gonna be Wait, what? Yeah, Assassin's so, Creed Seasons Pass? What's that? So if you buy the Season Pass for Assassin's Creed um, Origin, or Origins, Odyssey, you get the remasters of Assassin's Creed 3 and the remaster of Liberations for free. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, so I like, did not know about the Liberations. Wait, Liberations? Yeah, when that's we say, the slave one, right? Yeah, that's Adwala, where Adwala, yeah. That looks cool. Adwala, I'm not Adwala, sure. Adwala. The one that Adwala. was in New Orleans. The one that was only on PS Vita. The one that, like, no one played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me Which ask you this. Which was actually really good. The remaster, then. Yeah. What all does the remaster entail? So it's going to be the full game, all DLC, it's it's everything. I mean, I'm actually really excited because, for one, I'm super bummed I never got to play the DLC for 3. And Zach just looks stunned that he's now just finding out about this. Well, now I'm dropping $100 on Assassin's Creed. Shit. Okay. Continue, though. Continue. Um, I mean, my big thing is I'm just excited. Like, I, I'm really excited to get back into it. Um, you know, like I said, I'm actually starting all the way back at Syndicate. Which is really fun, um, and I'm having a great time with it so far. Like, it's really reinvigorated my love, because, like, the Fry Twins and Syndicate are my favorite. Absolutely. <laughs> I really, like, I love the fact that as you play as them, too, they're different. Um, you know, Jacob is, like, this big, burly buff guy that, like, I purposely play with nothing but brass knuckles with him, because I feel like Jacob is the kind of guy who would literally run up, just break your nose, and then, like, snap you like a twig. Yeah, absolutely. But Evie, you know, with her, I play the cane sword, real mm -hmm. stealthy, like... Because with her, that's just the way she's meant. She's not big and tough like she's he is. She's a stealth. Yeah. Yeah, she well, was made to be stealthy. Jacob's more the bruiser. Like. Exactly. And he's like, you know, he's Mr. I'm going to go run in head first. Evie's more like, I'm going to make a plan and I'm going to do this my yeah. way. And you can play it, too, like you said, two yeah. separate ways. And I, I honestly played about an hour of it, haven't played it since. But I, it was good, though. I did like it. I just fell out of it. Like, there was other I'm, stuff at the time. Right. Yeah, and I'm the same way. Like, I really enjoyed it at the time, but I just, there was so much other stuff. So I'm really glad that, like, Odyssey is kind of reinvigorating my, like, love mm -hmm. of Assassin's Creed. Because those were games that I used to look so forward to, and they just kind of became so much and so many. Exactly. I'm really glad that Ubisoft is starting to take this, like, hey, let's wait a year before we release a new site. Because it, it makes me more anticipate, or exactly. it makes it better. See, that's one of the things, um, prior to Origins, I was not an Assassin's Creed fan. I played 4, I played 3, I, I played almost all of them, it's just, there were so many games, so many stories felt kind of like the same to me, um, and Origins just took that feeling and it, it changed how I felt about it. Um, what I'm hoping for with Odyssey is Odyssey takes what Origins did and it, it takes that new RPG system and it actually makes me care about the story. Mm -hmm. um, as someone who took, you know, Latin in high school, who has learned all of the Greek myths, the Roman myths, yep. um, I've got to say, Origins looks great, so I, I'm really excited to play it, and I hope you guys yeah. are too. Yeah, I can't Absolutely. wait for Odyssey as yeah. well. Yeah, um, I, I think we should move on to the next part. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
Yeah, All right, so these are just going to be some kind of quick, like, big news things we've heard, with the exception of one, because I kind of do want to take a minute for the very last one, because it is kind of a, a big upset in the game industry right now. But um, the first thing I want to talk about is, so we did get a new Red Dead trailer this week. Oh, Lord. Um, and, Ooh. man, does it look great. Oh, Red Dead 2. I didn't play enough of the first one, honestly. Oh, I know, dude. I, I played, played like so much of the, the game and never played the dead version. No! Oh, I the... never played the zombies, never got the unicorn or whatever. You know what? I'm really bummed out that he actually mentioned Undead Nightmare because in the day and age that we live in now... I'm really afraid that we're never going to see we, Rockstar do an ex, like a single player expansion. We, it's going to be not. it'll it's gonna be multiplayer with GTA. 5. Yeah, it's going to be a bunch of multiplayer. Mm. And for me, as somebody who's like a hardcore Red Dead fan, it, it's almost a shame to me that like when I heard they announced multiplayer, I was like, well, darn, there goes the rest of my experience because I like. And this is personal feeling. Hate me if you will. These guys will probably judge me here in a second. I didn't like GTA Online. Um, and somebody, I was actually listening to a podcast today myself, and they summed it up amazingly. I hate the fact that to play that game, to get a car and run my friend down, I have to go buy a car, buy the insurance on it if my car gets destroyed, and then I can go run my friend over if I don't get blown up on the way to them. And if you don't own a garage already. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, and that's actually my biggest complaint probably about GTA Online is that it felt tedious. I don't play yeah. games because I want that tedious feeling. I play games because I want to escape from the fact that I already paid insurance on my car. Right. Exactly. And um, I shared your feeling of like kind of, how do I put it? I'm worried that Red Dead 2's online is going to be a lot like GTA's. And I don't want that. I want that feeling of interacting I, with my friends. Kind of like what you get with Forza. Yeah. Just getting together, congregating, things like that. I, I miss the days, the simple days of Red Dead Online, uh, the, the original. I miss Grand Theft Auto 4. I miss being able to being able to jump in the free roam and just doing stupid stuff. Now that being said, GTA 5 hit the nail on the head with you always had something to do. You could always make money, but the fact that they got greedy. Yeah. And I love Rockstar, but they got greedy. They, they don't did. care about their fans. They want that money. Well, and, like, and get that shark pack. Shark cards. Card. All oh. the kids. How much to, shark to cards they buy? To be fair, I don't think that they got like I don't think that they don't care about their fans. I think they're just pandering to a new audience that they've never pandered to before. Because if you look at like the history of Rockstar, they've been all single player their entire existence. Yep. They kind of dabbled with multiplayer in uh, GTA Four, and then they kind of went full blown with Five. So I, like, I think they're just kind of like I hate to say this, but moving on with the times because the times are multiplayer now unfortunately for somebody like me who loves single player i'm bummed out because like i i'm just if i get a substantial story out of red dead i'm gonna be good um but you know now to kind of lead into news part two though because this kind of works together we did find out this week that red dead's gonna be 105 gigs yes Ooh. so <laughs> 105 pre yeah pre-patch so there could be more coming but my, the biggest thing for me is that, like, 105 gigs, this is going to be a big world. And I'm hoping that this big world, from and what we've seen from the trailers is going to be sprawling. I want to see people in towns. I want to see just, I want this to be a great game. You know, um, I hate to bring up, like, a source that is pretty well-renowned, but um, IGN posted something about the fact that this world feels lived in. Okay, and that's really. what excites me, is the fact that lived in, uh, like, GTA Five was big. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it, it was a world that felt like it, it was not lived in. It was empty. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You had uh, other drivers. You had other people. But it was not a world that felt like it didn't feel like a city. You know what, what is, I mean? what is 
uh, it's it's Los Santos. Los Santos is a gigantic city with oh, a yeah. huge population. Oh yeah. So and why why I wanted to see those people. Even right. even if it's the same size world as GTA five, which was large and oh, I expect yeah. larger, even if it was the same size world but lived in, hours of more game. Oh yeah. Like I just I wanna be able to like cause the one thing that I know in the trailer that I'm excited about, and I don't know about you guys, but I haven't seen the trailer. Fair. Fair enough. So this will be interesting news for you then. So one thing they said is you could actually round up gang members. Like so, in the single player, you could just grab some gang members with you and go rob a bank, rob a train, and you don't. These aren't like scripted events. You yeah. can just go do them. And wow. for me, I think that's going to be really cool because you know, like I could just be like, man, I'm kind of need some extra money. Hey guys, let's go rob this local bank real quick. Grab some money and take off. Yep. Wow. Exactly. So like, I'm excited about that because I think that adds a whole new level to the game. I mean, that that adds so much replayability. I feel like player-driven well, immersion is important because yeah. that's something a lot of games lately have been lacking. A lot of games that have come out. I mean, what's the core idea of a video game? You want to be in it, and mm-hmm. honestly, player-driven immersion is the best way to do that. Because it's kind of like a make-your-own-storybook. Yeah. Exactly. If we can do our own story, if they can set it up that way, it's a little bit harder at first, but that makes it more open to the player right. to create their own story and replay it over and over again. Yeah. See, I, I, I just personally, I, I don't know about you guys, I don't like scripted events because I, I can tell that mm-hmm. it's scripted. Well, um, so with scripted, I think if you do scripted well, it works. Yeah. But there are very few companies that can do scripted well. Now, Rockstar has done scripted before, and they did it pretty well. But for Red Dead, I think it's like it's a big deal because let's be real here: everyone remembers Red Dead One for the story, yeah, not true. not for the multiplayer. John, like, we I didn't even the know story it had was the best one. It, it is one of the best stories I've ever played in my life. And as much as it pains me to say that Rockstar made a great game, like Rockstar made one of the best games ever made, which is really going to hurt when it's not in my top five because I just thought Ouch. about that as we're talking. <laughs> Um, but, so, I mean, I, I'm excited, but I, so I guess you guys, any other like final rebuts on Red Dead before we move on to the next topic? Uh, so I've got one big thing and it's, I'm typically a single player, uh, enthusiast. I like single player games. I like RPGs. Um, what I really hope to see from this game is something I did not see from GTA five. Um, no RPG elements. Um, I want to see this game as something that I can replay Time and time again, I can choose my skills, choose my, you know, um, attributes, things like that. And I hope that that's something we end up seeing on the final version of this game because RPGs are what I live for. They yeah. have no excuse because GTA V, for, uh, in their defense, is a modern game. It's a little difficult to do an RPG for a modern game. But for Red Dead, I mean, Wild West, you can't, if you can't RPG Wild West, like... I, I will say this, it does have some elements. Yeah. So, what I know so far is that, for example, you'll be able to choose, like, which guns you want to carry, because you'll only be able to carry so much. Mm-hmm. I think you'll be able to upgrade, like, as far as that goes. So, there's some yeah. there. Um, there's also, like, the fact that um, you have to shave, you have to bathe, yep. and those actually affect gameplay. Like, elements. how people react to really. Yeah, you'll look wow. bad, you'll look, you'll look like, like yeah, a you can get bad. beards and... Well, and one thing I really like, too, like, just to speak on gunplay real quick, and then we'll kind of move on, but uh, one thing in the trailer I noticed that caught my eye, I had to watch it twice, so a lot of people have seen in the trailers, like, the dual revolver, 
Well, there's actually an image of him, uh, the main character, whose name I can't remember, where he's got a pistol in one hand and a sawed-off in the other. Yeah. And I like that because it allows, like, that shows me that combat can be deep. Yeah. Like, it, it's going to let me make my choices for combat, because if I want to play that long-range game, I can carry a rifle. But if I'm really, like, no, I want to be up close, I want to be personal, Guns cool, I'm going to have my pistol and I'm going to have my sawed-off to get up in your face with, so... Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. I, I can think that we're all as soon as, as soon as I saw dual wielding, dude, I was right. 150 percent. Oh yeah. yeah. As soon as I saw first person, which it's, I know which they sweet. included that in GTA Five, but After a first person the, Wild the West release. game, it was That's important. To me. So it's going to be refined, which is what right. I'm excited for. But anyway, all right, guys. So cool. Well, on the next topic, um, this one's going to be this one's kind of cool for me. Uh, you guys might just be bored for the next like five minutes, but. That's cool. um, Destiny 2 just had a huge, uh, like, Bungie just came out about a big talk. So there's going to be some changes to Masterwork cores and exotics. So quick brief backstory, because I know, like, I'm the, the horrible person that plays hours and hours of Destiny. Nothing wrong with uh, that. So Masterwork cores used to be this really big thing where you would put them into your gun and you could get a special ability, and that gun was special. Okay. You would get, like, a golden outlay around the uh, emblem of the weapon... It would actually count how many kills you got in whatever mode you masterworked it yep. for. So, like, if you masterworked for Crucible, Crucible, you could actually see how many PvP kills you got with that pistol, and it was awesome. Well, when the new expansion came out, they actually changed it so that you needed masterwork cores to infuse your weapons. So that meant to even get the power up on your weapon. And they they even said like, hey, we did this to make it more special, so that you didn't mass like you didn't try to infuse every single weapon. Because let's be real, in the old one where you didn't have any limitations, I infused everything. <laughs> and it was great. And I get what they're doing, but it really kind of ruined Masterwork cores because you still not only had to use those to infuse, but you also had to use them to Masterwork your weapon still. And I know myself and the rather large clan that we play in, like, nobody's Masterworked anything yet. Like, I've asked several well, people... Everyone's holding on to them because yeah, they're so rare too. And to buy them, it's so expensive. Yep. And so I'm really excited that Bungie has kind of like said, "Hey, we're gonna change this." Um, you know, like they're not just gonna let it idly go by. Which Bungie of all companies always does a great job with that. Um, maybe not in the most timely manner, but they do a pretty good job. They get around to it. Exactly. They, they I guess they, in a sense, do care. Yeah. So well, I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes because that'll kind of I feel like that'll make me want to jump back in. Right. And the other thing I'm really excited about that's kind of ruined my experience with Destiny 2 and I ruined is really really harsh cuz I still have like 500 hours in yeah, that game, but yeah. um the lack of me not getting any new exotics. Um you know, I've pulled four exotics from the new expansion because they have made exotics more rare, which I'm fine with. I think rarity of exotics is kind of cool cuz then Vanilla D2, I mean, I had exotics out the butt. Exactly. I, I literally couldn't tell you how many <laughs> I had. I would just throw them in my vault just because I had them. Exactly. Um, but in in Destiny, um, in D2, uh, with Forsaken coming out, they made it a lot harder. But my only four exotics have all been year one. And for me, that absolutely ruins getting an exotic. Because I'm like, I have these. I don't want Exactly. So I'm really excited that they have said that they're not going to back off how rare they are, but they're going to increase the rate of things that you don't have by a significant enough margin to make it different. And I'll take that. Yeah, and I think that's a great, like, I think that's a great meet me in the middle. Because they're not telling me, hey, I'm going to make these drop again like Destiny 2, where you got them every day, all day. But they're also saying, like, hey, we're going to try to help you. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm cool with that. Yeah. 
I mean, hey, it's Bungie, man. Bungie can do wrong, but we choose to pretend they don't. Those most loyal. Others <laughs> like me, I'm like, again, like, eh, I'll take a break and you're like, I'm going full speed in, dude, to put another hundred hours in in a week. Darn straight. But you anyway, know, uh, really so, quick, I, just, oh, I, I would like to say, um, I like Destiny quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, I played the first one. I was super hyped for the first one. Bungie coming off of Halo, oh yeah, making uh, kind of like an, an MMO of, of some sorts. Um, I was very excited. Um, hopping into Destiny Two, thanks to yeah. you, actually. Um, exotics feel kind of strange. I don't know. I because they're they're rare. Well, because the thing is, like, you came in at that weird point where exotics became rare again. Okay. Like you came in, you weren't at the point where you know when I would play, man. If you did your weeklies every week, I got at least a guaranteed exotic once exactly. a week, if not more. Versus one exotic maybe every month? Yeah, I mean, literally, like I said, I've been playing Forsaken since it launched, the beginning of September, and I've had four exotics drop wow. across all game modes. So, for me, that's like a, I like that. I think it's more fun because it does make them feel better. I'm just really excited for them to give me a chance to get new exotics exactly. because there are some really cool looking exotics that I have had no chance of getting. Um, but cool, that's Destiny. You'll probably hear more about that when I rant and rave. Oh, absolutely. Um, so the next big thing, um, Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2? Spider-Man 2, wow. <laughs> I literally just had Spider-Man 2 on the PS2 on my phone. Uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 2, uh, where he fights Dr. Octopus. Hey, we'll best Spider-Man movie. Mm, negotiable, but two. okay. Fair Easily enough. Two. Um, so, Spider-Man at the end of this month, really, I'm really excited we are getting DLC. Already. I just released like a month ago, right? I still haven't well, played it. So, okay, I'm going to pitch something to you real quick. And I, I want to talk about DLC for just a second, but I think they're actually doing a really brilliant thing. Because my problem with DLC is, when I get DLC, I tend to forget about it. Yep. And it tends to get unplayed, and then I'm just like, why did I spend all that money on it? I'm really excited because I just spent, you know, I told you guys, like, I took the week Ghost off. Recon Wildlands, sorry. Hey. Those DLCs, yep. I did not finish the first one. I was like, yeah. this is terrible. Well, it's just the same repetitive game it's with Ghost different Recon. colors. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's, a new painting. That's all it is. But so, like, with Spider-Man, you know, I told you guys, I took a week off after Spider-Man came out conveniently. And so I beat Spider-Man a day. And I cannot tell you how excited I am to get back in the world of Spider-Man. Like, I haven't played it since. I played it that one whole day, finished it, and was done. Yep. And that's how I was. I didn't beat it. It took me about a week, honestly. Yeah. Well, and I, but it was still a really great game. I, I want to give it all the props in the world because I went into it with really low expectations. Mm -hmm. Because I was afraid it was going to be a clone of Batman. And it wasn't. It was a great game. It had a great story. How about the low-poly... Uh, oh my guys. Look, I will say don't this. start with Puddlegate. <laughs> going going into from after playing Spider-Man 2, after playing it on the PSP, uh, after if you touched the city streets you died. Yeah. Oh, playing this new Spider-Man and I'm 21 years old really brought out the kid in me again. Right. I have never felt so young, so excited. Just in awe of New yeah. York City and, and, and Manhattan in general, like playing that game just brought back like what like the reasons why I still play games. You know, it's just something that's really great to me. No, I I completely agree with you, man. And like I'm really excited for the new DLC. Um, I know like the ending. I I'm just really happy that, that game wrapped up well. 
It wasn't like a cliffhanger. I mean, there was a cliffhanger. There was a uh, no, no spoilers, please. No, no spoilers. There I'm was going a, to play. There was a cliffhanger. Like I'm gonna just call it an end credit scene. Like you get in a Marvel movie. Yep, that's which true. is which is fine because they teased me and it made me excited that there's gonna be a Spider-Man two, which obviously there's gonna be a Spider-Man oh, two. Yeah, absolutely. there's no way uh, that there wasn't gonna be one. But I'm I'm really excited. But they also left room for, hey, look at all these other expansions that we can add on that are going to just be fun little quick stories. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't want, like, a 20-hour campaign out of the DLC. I just want, like, three, four hours? Three, three, four-hour campaigns? That's fine. I don't have that much time to play games like that, so... Precisely. Um, I'm excited for Spider-Man DLC, um, but, that I mean, that's me. Anybody I'm else excited to Spider-Man related? I mean, place. I played maybe, let's say, an hour of Spider-Man. Um, purely because I do not have a PlayStation. Um, I'm an Xbox PC fanatic. Um, Don't something worry, that we're going to fix that. Something that is about to change. I, I know I've got my wrongs. But um, from what I've played of Spider-Man, at least, it is a very fluid, very fun, very um, constantly exciting game. I mean, every single second I played of Spider-Man, it felt like I had a purpose. felt like I was... Peter Parker, let alone Spider-Man. So, um... Oh, yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing. Not to cut you off, but it really brings out the human side of Spider-Man. You well, know, there is someone under the mask. It's Peter Parker. And you know what was and really... see him. Like, yeah, and you know what's really cool is, like, they didn't shy away from making you play as Peter. Yeah. They made you play as him a lot, and I think that was awesome, and I thank God for these guys, but it wasn't an origin story. Like, I can't mm. tell you how afraid I was to boot up that game and think I was going to see Uncle Ben get shot and was going to be really sad. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. Do not forget that for the I, 50th time. I, <laughs> I, am a, I, I, I get sad when I watch movies or TV shows. Like, I tear up. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Hey. It's, it's to the point now where if I see Uncle Ben get shot, I'm like, dude, come on. Like, let's go. Uncle we got, Ben's we got dead. Stuff I was like, deal. come on. We've got to get bit by a spider. We've got to get the spider <laughs> powers. We've got to defeat the Ring Goblin. Like, there's a set of steps, and I feel like well, the Spider-Man game was fantastic. I, I played the intro to it because you are Spider-Man from the get-go. Well, and this, and you know, this may be a spoiler, not spoiler. I don't really think it is it's, personally. I know what you're going to say it's not. Uh, spoiler rings ahead. Yes, there was no Green Goblin in this game, and I'm super oh, happy. Oh, that's that. a spoiler. No, Ooh, I, that's no, that's a spoiler. Not. It's. I already knew it's, that. It's actually like super exciting that they didn't just stick with Green Goblin. They switched it up. Yeah, they pick different heroes. Like, they pick villains that you would All I'm going to say, of. comic books. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Freaking hardcore. made me so happy. But I will also say this. And this kind of describes the setting. This is not anything like... We already knew this going in without yeah. playing the game. So, like, as we said before, Spider-Man Spider-Man. He's been Spider-Man for the past ten years. Yeah. And I freaking love that. Oh, like, yeah. there's backstories with the villains that you see. There's backstories with the characters... There's drama here and there. Like, I love that. He hasn't too. felt so well. <laughs> <laughs> Not oh, feeling no. super well, Mr. But... Stark. Oh, Please. That's a whole other level of... Know. I, I just got spoiled the other day, which I feel like this is okay to talk about because everybody's seen the Avengers movies. Spoiler except for me. Coming. Except for me. Ex yeah, spoiler alerts. I did not know until probably a month after it came out that... Uh, what's his face? He plays... Spider-Man. Uh, Tom Holland. Or Tom, Tom Holland or Spider-Man died. And then... Quote, unquote. Quote, yeah, sure. And then I, I mean, saw we did that. just get the, uh, the announcement for uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, yeah. Spider-Man's <laughs> dead guy. So I don't know that. But, like, I saw that and I was just like, I don't want to watch this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so something about Infinity War, since, again, we've... Huh. Oh, I was, was going to yeah. say, like, 
we're, we're, we're getting off topic. I yeah. apologize for that. But I will also say very quickly, Infinity Wars, Infin- Infinite War, regardless of the fact, is becoming one of my favorite Marvel movies. Right. And it's because for the first time in a while, they did not win. Yeah. Exactly. And I love that. My parents, everyone that I talk to, that's a stupid well, thing. I'm like, that's kind of something we got I, with the Spider-Man no, game, too. There's like, no Spider-Man versus the, the Sinister Six. Like, he may have won in the long shot, but that feeling of watching Spider-Man get yeah. beaten down, beaten down, beaten down. He's not a hero that constantly comes out on top, like, well, if playing the Batman games. Yeah. Well, Batman yeah. always comes out on top. Except, always. Well, except for the second one, because we kind of had that, like... That ending where it was like he didn't come out on top because he, you know, I don't want to spoil a ten year old game. It came out on Xbox 360, guys. If you haven't played it yet, um, yeah, Spider Man Arkham <laughs> City, play it, please. Spider Man Arkham City. Let's oh talk about gosh, it Batman Arkham City. Let's, let's talk about it real quick, though. Like, yeah, but jo- Joker dies, and that for me was a groundbreaking moment because, like, it it's almost like you're saying he didn't win, and that was so, like I remember when it happened, I was distraught. Because I was like, no, you just took away my reason for playing these games. But, at, it, you know, then I thought about it and I'm like, that was really brilliant. Because you took away the one thing that Batman doesn't want to give up. Killing someone. Yeah, and it, like, but he had to. He had to do it. So it, it's that really great contrast. But uh, we're like, wow, we went from Spider-Man DLC to Batman Arkham so, uh, City. All together. Exactly. Regardless of the fact that just... just yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Play Spider-Man. Like, it's a great game. And the DLC comes out at the end of this month, guys. Yeah. Um, and for, I can't stress this enough, the entire season pass is $25 for it's three awesome. expansions. That's fantastic That's nowadays. a steal right there. I mean, are you... That's the first season I pass paid a lot more for a lot less, I'll say that. Right. That wasn't outrageous for nothing. I mean, even Battlefield season pass is so, like... Geez. We don't talk about those. We'll get into that on another <laughs> podcast. Another day, another we time. We spend a whole time talking but, about season passes. So... Oh, we can, absolutely. We'll make it happen. Um, but so the last thing on the news before we get into our main topic, and I'm really, you know, kind of bummed out about this, but at the same time, it was inevitable. Telltale Games closed. Um, yeah. They shut their doors. If you want to do it, you can do it. No one ever goes in. No one ever comes in. Um, and that was for, really good. For those who didn't know, like, uh, The Walking Dead, see, the final season, actually just got canceled. Like, there are only two episodes out, and they're never going to finish coming out. And that's My honestly really is, sad, right? She is huh? so sad. Well, I, I know that a lot of people paid for that entire season. And yeah, and they're not going to get it. They're not going to get a refund either. I did. Because with Telltale being closed, Drayton's like, I did. Fuck. I bought it for her, and I just realized she can't play it all. No, because they well, are not going to release it. Congratulations. <laughs> it's all your fault that Telltale goes. Well, yeah, thank you like, so much. You know, like the, the even crappier thing that I'm bummed out about is... There were three games that got canceled because of this closure, and I know maybe even of those three, the one that I care about, Wolf Among Us 2. That's never going to happen. Now. Honestly, their best game. Yeah, arguably. Wolf Among Us. No, what is yeah. that? Are you kidding? Never heard of it. I've never gonna, I think I heard it once, but I we'll never really into that. Here's my thing about Telltale. It was, it was not shocking. It, it, I am a what? huge Game of Thrones fan. Mm-hmm. And the Game of Thrones tale, tale, Telltale game, I played the first episode and was like... No, the Game of Thrones was, like, subpar. It was, like, yeah. as a as a Telltale fan and, like, a lover of their games, like, it was subpar compared to the rest. Yeah. I've never played any of the games, and I was not shocked. It, it's just, like, I, I mean, granted, I will say this. Their engine was old. Okay. Their games were buggy. Like, I mean, there were points where, you know, on an Xbox One X, I would get frame rate dips, which to yeah. me is, at this point, unacceptable. 
Especially yeah. on a game that you're hardly playing. You're yeah, just like, really choosing dialogue yeah, options. You're really, <laughs> on a game yeah. that you just watch a lot of, like, it's really disappointing where you're like, how is my game dipping under 30? Yeah. So, like, I mean, I'm really bummed out. I'm really sad for the people who lost their jobs because I, I did at least see there were about 250 people at that company and now they're down to 25 yeah. that are left. Wow. And so that's, like, a lot of people that lost their jobs. And this... But it had a lot of people are saying this happened out of nowhere. The only thing I kind of like have to think is like, did Telltale know this was coming? And if they did, why did they do like why release a game that you knew wasn't going to happen? Like, did you think that The Walking Dead? Because here's the thing: as somebody who's played every Walking Dead season up through the last one, I haven't played, probably never will now. But the first game was a smash hit. The second and third season just gradually got worse. And, well, like, the best game, the two best games they ever made, and this is personal opinion, of course, but um, Tales from the Borderlands, because it tied into Borderlands so perfectly. It ruined my favorite character, but it was so perfect. Um, and then the second one was The Wolf Among Us, because The Wolf Among Us was perfect in every way, shape, and form. Because I'm not a Telltale, tell, you know what I'm saying, yes. fan. I'm not what either. was their first game? Walking Dead. It was one. Really? The one, their first game was a massive success. Or, well, no, let me, uh, actually, that's not true. So, Telltale's first game was Sam and Max. Sam and Max 1, 2, or the, the, like, 3D versions of Sam and Max. Whoa, really? Yeah, so the original, like, point-and-click versions of Sam and Max were LucasArts. Yeah. And then what happened is when LucasArts kind of went away from point-and-click, Telltale was formed by those members who still love that point-and-click genre. That's why Telltale is so diehard story. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, to me, it really bums me out because, like, I'm never going to see The Wolf Among Us 2, which really just... I'm going to go back and play The Wolf Among Us again now because of this, just out of, like, honor for that. Yeah. Because it was such a great game. So I should probably play it. Oh, oh God, 100%. yes. Yeah. It had fantasy. If you oh, like boy. fantasy... Um, Little Red Riding Hood. It was uh, like it really, took that kind of, that kind of feel to it. It took all the like dark, like dark Little yes. Red Riding Hood, so, like uh, Brothers Grimm. Think yes, the Brothers Grimm, but in the modern, yeah, but in Ooh. the form of fairy, like in modern world, and you play as Bigby, the big bad wolf, and it's so cool. And it, like I don't want to spoil it for you because same art style, very dark. Like, okay. very dark That's colors. my problem. I've never been a fan of Telltale's art style. It ever. is in that, like, cel-shaded style, but the way they do it, it just, it's perfect. That game is, like, the epitome, and, like, I know a lot of people love Walking Dead Season 1. I think The Wolf Among Us is the best Telltale I'm game. I'm so dedicated to it. Like, I can't watch The Walking Dead game because yeah. I don't like the art style. Right. It That's bothers fair. me. I don't I, know why. I never liked Borderlands either, even though they didn't technically do like, anything different. Yeah, I like no. The story is great. The story is great. <laughs> I, I couldn't get into it for the longest time because of the art style. Played, I don't I like played, the art because I, I like to be immersed, too, and I loved it. You guys don't like cel shaded video games. Uh, let me. What like, video games do you the play? Dark, the Darkness. Arma Three Two. When that became cel shaded. Yeah, well, I hated it. At first. To be fair, that, like that was a pretty drastic change, though. Yeah, it was such versus a versus Telltale, which was kind Already. of cel shaded from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But I, I mean, I think that's all we can really like. I don't think there's a lot more we can say. It's a real bummer that they're gone, but I think they left their mark, and. I, I hope that everyone at that company that lost their job moves on, they get hired somewhere where they're good, 
and I want to see them all succeed because they were a good company. Whether yeah. you love their games or not, they they did do good things. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, with that, we're going to get into the big topic. So this is our top five games. This is how you're going to get to know us all. Um, but the way we're going to do this, we're each going to kind of name our game. We're going to talk maybe a minute or two about it, and then we're going to let each person, and then we can kind of talk about the games like on each level and say, like, hey, do you think these would you rather have seen it higher? You know, things like that. Okay. Fair so I, I'm going to start off if that's cool. That's good. Go um, ahead. So my number five game is going to be controversial. Um, it is a modern game. But I think that it deserves the credit because I think it is one of the single best in the series. I picked Mario Odyssey. Okay. The reason I picked Mario Odyssey, um, just to be brief, I love Mario 64. I think it is one of the best games ever made. Absolutely. That being said, I feel Odyssey did better than it in every way, shape, and form. It took everything about that game that I loved and made it better. Yep. There Which were, I think was their... their yeah, that was their intention. That was the intention. There wouldn't be that... On. Spoiler warning, there wouldn't be that really neat little homage to Mario 64 in the game yeah. where you collect stars instead of moons in that world and you actually get to go play as Mario 64 Mario. Yep. That to me, like, but I think that game was just so great and it deserved all the praise that it got. And I honestly think it's better than Breath of the Wild. I just Hands started down. playing it too. Yesterday. I just started playing Mario Odyssey and I'm very excited for how yeah, it sounds. Yeah. That's, well, that's, that's, that's the the big thing without me going on a rant here. Um, the last thing I'll say is just that I really think that Odyssey, like, it's the first game that year that I played from start to finish without playing anything else. Okay. I was, like, I was sucked in. Cool. I will pass it over to Brandon. Okay, um, so my number five is actually going to kind of conflict with your number five. Oh, God. Um, for this, I'm actually going to pick Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah, Ooh, dude. Which happens oh, to be... Yes, in my personal opinion, uh, Super Mario Sunshine was the best iteration of the 3D Mario World game. Oh, wow. I, I, for one I, big reason. Um, it was the first one I ever got to delve into. So I had yeah, a GameCube. Um, yeah. Super Mario Sunshine was my first game for that. And the tropical setting. Oh, I love the it. The island yeah. of Delfino. Um, I love that so much. And then the inclusion of the you know a water jet pack. Uh, Flood the, was the best. Exactly. The graffiti, um, you oh, know, having God. to clean it up. I thought that Super Mario Sunshine took everything that Super Mario 64 did and kind of amped it up. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of Super Mario Sunshine to this day for that very reason. I think that the gamer that I am, the type of games I like to play, the, the worlds that I look for, kind of derived from Super Mario Sunshine because to me it was just like this big adventure that I got the chance to go on. Uh Every world was kind of unique in its own, like, you know, theme park versus, uh, you know, volcano, things like that. Um, and I, I think that that really kind of, like, defined me. Um, Super Mario Odyssey was great, but it was more of just the, the typical jump, jump, uh, hat smash, things like that. Whoa. Super Mario Sunshine was unique in the fact that Flood was kind of like your personal companion. And Jetpack, dude. I... Oh. There was just so much versatility on how you could play that game that I think it, it kind of like revolutionized the entire game industry for me personally. Fair. Hearing you talk about that really just made me like 
like I just want to like get up, walk out, go home, get an emulator on my computer, and play Super Mario Sunshine. Like I miss that game. No, no yeah, I actually could never, get a GameCube and play. We do not condone that, but I might have a version on my computer right now. You can play it. I own a GameCube, and I, I, I own it too. But I still like, yeah. I mean, like honestly, like yeah, I completely agree. Um, you want to go next? You wanna, I'm, I'm uh, talking. Sure, mine because mine's kind of short. I feel like it's yeah, short right. because I don't think any of you know what this game is. That's cool. cool. But it's one of the best games I think I've ever played. It's my number five, obviously, and it's um, it's so good because I really enjoyed the movie as a kid. I really liked this movie. I know I'm making it suspenseful. It's one. It's a Game Boy Advance game. It is Van Helsing for the Game Boy Advance. I love Van Helsing. Helsing. Are you kidding me? It was so Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance. Van Helsing was one of my favorite games I think I've ever played because it was very hard, but it was so fun. And the art style for that top for the top scrolling was so interesting. And I really th- that movie is one of my top ten yes, movies yep. of all time. Van yes. Helsing was such a cool uh, feeling. It's kind of like in Pirates of the Caribbean when you hear the music, you get it going. Van Helsing's like like Transylvanian music like was so good. Yeah. So that that's my number five is Van Helsing G- uh, GBA. I really enjoyed. My favorite part was when you had to fight those. Uh, those like statue women that would freeze oh, you in the beginning. Yeah. Wow, you um, remember the levels? Okay, yeah, I'm impressed. That's yeah. one of the few levels I do remember. <laughs> I just know that I spent hours playing that game, and that I it actually kind of scared because I was scared. Right, we were all kids when that movie came out, though. Because that that yeah. movie is phenomenal. So good. That's another podcast too. <laughs> yep. Honestly, mine's mine's not as surprising. It's pretty like everyone likes this game. Like at least I'd like to argue. And we have already talked about it, but Red Dead, honestly, it made my top five. And That's... the reason why, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a very half-and-half half person. I Growing up, I used to be all about the story. I'm, I've, as I get older, I'm more competitive. And I was young, I was competitive as a kid, but a good story was the reason why I bought a game. Every single time, dude, playing through, playing as John Marston, I fell in love with that character from beginning to end, like, I was I was devastated at the ending. Yeah. But then having that slight little revenge story like right at the end wasn't DLC, it was directly in the game. Like I lo- I loved it, honestly. Spoilers. It's Red it's the original Red Dead. Okay, come on. How long has I'm it been just out? Just give it I'm just giving you a crowd. If you have not played Red Dead 1 by by now, I'm really sorry. And you're still listening to this podcast about Red Dead 2, uh not do yourself any... a favor. It is backwards compatible on Xbox. It is backwards. There is no excuse Please why you play this try. game. Yeah. It is phenomenal, guys. Hey, that's that's about all I have to be honest. Actually, that, that's fair. I mean, like I said, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time yeah. on each one, but just to kind of talk about why we like them and what the, everybody else thinks mm-hmm. about it, because you know, like it's I, good to see the differing opinions I, on different games. I love your opinion about Mario Sunshine because Mario Sunshine is again one of my favorite games, but I I like the fact that we have contrasting opinions on exactly. it. Exactly. I, cool. I think it's nice that you like Odyssey more. You like that more traditional feeling. Yeah. And I like how Sunshine buried away from it. You like Red Dead because Red Dead was a great single player experience. Yeah, absolutely. And Van Helsing. That's Jack just a classic. Van Helsing. God, no one would have the even thought of that. Game, I, I would have never guessed that. Great game though. I remember playing it that. It gets crazier too. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm one of those. Alright guys, so at number four for me, um, this one's going to be, I, I feel like I'm going to screw them. 
I might be alone on this one, but Final Fantasy three. You are four. alone. Never played Final Fantasy. You are alone. Not Super that that's alone. a bad thing. I... But for those of you who don't know, when I say Final Fantasy three, I'm actually talking about Final Fantasy six. Is because... that confusing? <laughs> right. Because in the states, when we got Final Fantasy three. It was actually Final Fantasy VI in Japan, but the games were so... Like, they had already been coming out for so long. Yep. They didn't want to try to re-release them all, or release six as six. Um, but the reason I love six so much, and spoiler warning for a game from, like, 20 years ago, um, but it's just one of the best games ever made, in my opinion. Um, the villain wins. And that's why I was so glad that you brought up Infinity War, because Kefka, the, the crazy clown, who, for a vast majority of the game, you don't even suspect is evil actually wins he destroys the world and you actually have an epilogue where you guys come back and fight him and i was just like for me that's something that we don't ever see and i think it added a layer to the story that was already amazing as it was and it also gave us that iconic kefka laugh that if you've never heard it go google kefka's laugh because it's a beautiful 8-bit sound of terror (laughs) um but i mean that that for me definitely cracked my top four yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, never playing a, a Final Fantasy game, I can definitely respect where it comes from, though, and, like, the building your party, building this yeah. feeling of, you know, companionship, story driving. Um, yeah, no, I, I respect that. Um, my number four, though, comes from a game that I think we can all agree might be the best of the series. Oh, yeah, um, no, exactly what this is. I'm going to go with Fallout New Vegas. Oh, wow. And this is for... Wow. Really? Yes. I thought you were about to say Star Wars Battlefront 2. Unfortunately, I've never played New Vegas. Kill New Vegas now. was so So good. here's my big reason for why Fallout <laughs> I, New Vegas I just didn't new. have it at the time. That's fair. Um, Fallout New Vegas was Fallout 3, but improved good. in literally every aspect. The gunplay was better. And it had an ending. Yes, I played the three. world. The I world was better, though. Um, New Vegas, just exploring the Strip, exploring oh, uh, you know all the cities around the Strip, exploring the different vaults that were available. New Vegas did not take itself too seriously, which I appreciated. There were jokes. There was humor. God, I love your buddy. I can't remember his name right now, but the the robot at the beginning. Oh, my gosh. Why am I blanking on his name, too? He's so fun. No, he's the best. I mean, from beginning to end, that game was just a blast. I was laughing. Yeah. I cared about some of the characters I came across. I cared Mm. about the courier. Playing yeah, as Boone. the career. Yeah, Boone. Boone was the shit. Uh, can we talk about Benny for a second? Oh God, uh, Benny. The, Benny, who was actually, um, oh God, it's what? It's the guy from Friends. I can't think of his name. Oh gosh, uh, Matthew Perry. Yeah, it was Matthew Perry, and it was so funny because he played. He was perfect for that character. Benny was the one. That, Benny was the guy that shot, shot you yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Perry played him, but again, yeah. New Vegas took everything I loved about Fallout Three, yeah. and I'm a huge RPG guy. And it made it funnier. It made it uh, more intuitive. It made the control system better. It, it wasn't made... like a comedy, though. It was like, okay, like, for example, like some Marvel movies, uh, over funny. Like, they're, yeah. they're they tried humor. too hard. Yeah. Fallout New Vegas was that perfect blend. It's... And it felt like it fit in the world. It if I was fit. in New Vegas in the post apocalyptic yeah. like, world of New Vegas, I can yeah. understand that even from not playing. Exactly. It. If you're in New Vegas, it's got to be kind of a. a, a, a it's got to have that playing like, joke. Over the top. Exactly. It was very over the top, and I think that's what made it so good. Because exactly. Fallout 3 took itself really seriously. Yeah. Granted, yeah. your dad was Liam Neeson, so I don't blame him, but... Yeah, listen. I have a particular set of skills. Uh, never mind, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but another thing about Fallout New Vegas, really quick. Um, the different factions you could join, the NCR, yeah. the, the New California Republic, things like that. 
Um, so I guess good. same thing. But still, um, the Legion, uh, you had so many Another options. Yes, and, and each option made you feel conflicted. I wanted to join <laughs> every single side. Yeah. So I did so many playthroughs yep. where I joined every single side, and no hundreds game has made of, me feel that way. Hundreds I, of hours on that game. The, it's, it was one of the RPGs that really made me regret my decisions. Kind of like The Witcher yeah. in that sense. Like, I was so gung-ho about joining the NCR, and I was like, I will do anything for you guys. They're like, great. Kill the uh, kill the Brotherhood of Steel. And I'm like, I can't. Oh, I, I was can't. Like, it, I actually saved the game and didn't play it for a week because I was debating whether or not. I was like, I, kill just, I literally can't do it. Because yeah. I love the Brotherhood of Steel. Hands down. I'll play Fallout 4 every single time. It's always going with the Brotherhood of Steel. Fuck the Institute. Wow, I don't care. you're awful. No, people. seriously. I joined yeah. the railroad every time. You're a, you, <laughs> Fuck everybody. You saved, <laughs> hashtag save the vending machines, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude. Like, let's be honest, guys. Like, the rail... And, that, and, and I guess Fallout 4 kind of played on that, too. Because I like the railroad. Yeah. I, 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 you know, the characters were cool in there. But I was like... At the end of the day, I was like... You know, I love the synths. Yeah. But the Brotherhood of Steel are so good. They're, they're so cool. They're cool. So when I walked in, I was like, hey, Railroad, and just pulled the minigun. I was like, I'm sorry, and then just gunned the boat everyone like, down. It was just... That's but, fair. But yeah, you, but Fallout yeah. New Vegas was fantastic. Yeah, Fallout New Vegas, if you have not had the chance to play it yet, um, that's another game that's backwards compatible. Probably one of the best games I've ever played. Please try it out. Yeah. The system's maybe old, outdated. The engine no. is old, outdated. They feel great still, though. They do. But if even you Fallout on console, 3 feels great. If you play it on console, though, it's rough. Yeah. It's on PC, it's different. You yeah. mod the hell um, out of it. And Fallout you're, you're 4 good. is different yeah. on PC. All I have to say is power through it because the story you will actually get to yeah. experience yes. is well worth The quest, the story, the characters, it's all good. The setting, I could go on and on. Great. Honestly. Um, so, I'm, I think I'm going to be the first one, obviously, to break the rules. Oh. And I may be the only one. I'm not sure if you guys are doing this too, but I actually had a tie for four. Oh, and one of them okay. is pretty short, so I feel like it's fair. And I don't know if you guys have played both of these. I would hope so. I don't know if you're into this genre. I really like making it suspenseful. But um, first part of the tie is Resident Evil Outbreak. Wow. I the different scenarios Outbreak. in a Resident Evil game really caught me. That's right. Um, I really like the hospital. Um, I never played it, to be honest. I, I played a little of Outbreak. Yeah. It's definitely like, and you know, you're gonna yeah. hate me for this real quick, but I think I well, think it's one of the weaker games in the I think, series. I think Outbreak Two is the hospital. I'm not sure they're both great. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, I, it's all like one game, and then the second one, which is probably here's why I love another reason I love it so much. I did not. I have not fully played this game, or I did not fully play this game until I was probably like 15. Um, first time I ever experienced it, I watched my mom play the whole game about a year after it came out. My mom's a bit of a gamer, actually. I watched her play the whole game. It is Silent Hill The Room. Hey! Oh, oh I played Silent Hill The Room. baby heads yeah. scared the no. shit out of both of us. Any Silent Hill game you ever play, especially The Room, yeah, it, do not play the yeah. game if you are afraid of anything. It kind of glitched oh. out, so my mom like walks up to the baby heads, and we're like, what's going on? What's happening? We're like, right there. Takes a step. <laughs> you know, I don't know why that kind of reminded me of like. Have you guys ever played the Condemned series? Yeah, that game was the, the first the mannequins. Game. That was the first oh. game that truly freaked me out. Right, but just to yeah. like go off of that, like, so, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I'm definitely I love uh, I like horror games nowadays. You know, a horror game nowadays is a jump scare half the time. Yes, that's a good one. Unless it's like Amnesia, um, <sighs> which is great. But um, I like. Yeah. I loved Resident Evil Outbreak just because. Like I said, the different scenarios were interesting. 
Because Resident Evil's always done a great job of story for a zombie shooter game. Um, but the scenarios were interesting to me. And, but for Silent Hill The Room, every Silent Hill game, we're not going to go into this because this could be a whole complete podcast, but every single Silent Hill game has just been, you feel grim. You're playing the game and you're just like, whoa, this is so weird. And like, just the fact, the idea of crawling through a hole in your bathroom to get to these weird ass worlds just like mm-hmm. was so interesting that's the only word i can give is they're, they're, interesting yeah it was just so like what it's one of those games where what the hell is going on but i like this yeah yeah, yeah. you're like i kind of don't want to play anymore but i think <laughs> i'm gonna exactly <laughs> yeah okay this honestly and i'm so conflicted even when making the list should be up higher i feel like but at the same time there's only so much room in a top five game um talking about regretting decisions in in this game regretting the final decision one of my all-time favorite games as far as scenario goes as far as character goes characters go and i'm that's a repeating scenario for me to repeating you know regardless of the fact though playing is artium in metro 2033 never played metro metro is hands down surprised me that game so much that game is spooky this is is you want to talk about i've never played it's, games, and that's I'm cool. So sad no, like, for it. like I would I buy you that show. The me Redux about. on both of them. I mean, everything down from the suspense, the action, having to conserve your ammo, and not only that, your ammo is, is your currency. Is the currency. Yeah. That's what killed me about that game was the fact wow. that I had it to was like, the, think about things more. Yeah, yeah. sorry, go ahead. I, no, it's fine. Like honestly, like down to like the characters were hands down the best part. Like everyone you met had a story to them, and you could see that just by looking at them in the way that other characters even like talk to each other you knew that there was more like to them and like you found out some you left others the final part of the game though which i will not spoil for drayton here and any other people who are listening the final ending just killed me final ending killed me in last light too i mean like just like the overall like feel of the game just felt great and and one of that's one of like experience that i'll never get again but like playing it like even playing it again like i played it maybe three three times now and the feeling like is still there i feel like so that's why it's number four for me nice that's, that's completely good fair. choice yeah honestly yeah metro great games. and yeah. with art with exodus coming out rtm is going to be yeah. the main character I we're going above ground there was a third one it is going to be fantastic and yeah. i truly cannot wait for it is to metro out. about the subway system metro yes. is is, yeah, is it takes place in russia. russia after a nuclear war and essentially, everyone everyone moves down to the subways to oh live. So, like, like to like to get to different like cities and towns, you have to travel by rail cart. Oh my god! And it, it's just like massive cities underground. Like, and that's it's just making like, me salivate. It is one of the greatest games I've ever played. And and the beautiful thing is, World War Two essentially is still going on. Oh so there's god. there's not like there's there's Soviets fighting Russians or no. fighting Nazis. And it's all like like different like railroads are metro? shut up in the metro. Yes, that yes. is, and people have mutated due to uh, the, radiation. Right? Wow. Yeah. I don't know why that word escaped me. Yeah. Um, but past that, the fact that the ammo system, you kind of briefly mentioned yeah. this. That sounds crazy. The ammo, ammo system, worth. ammo, is your currency. So you have to think: Can I waste this entire like this entire round? Can I just literally use all of this, or do I have to conserve this? To buy things later in the and game. And it's funny, too, because I will say one more thing. You're not just always in the metro. You do go above ground. But let me say, when you go above ground, like, every time, the very first time I played it, I was like, oh, God, please, please don't make me go above ground again. Because the shit up there, 
is is yeah. October level spoopy. Like it's, I it's swear, like, it's like Dead Space spoopy. It's, it's, it's hellish. Spoopier. It's spoopier. It's, it's, it's hellish. hellish. And the cool thing is, is like you needed your ammo to buy filters because you know it's still radi- radiated. You know, so you needed those filters to survive. That's crazy. Yep. The whole game revolves around itself. Yeah. And I swear to God, it, it it's just fantastic. It, it is definitely a great game series. One that I haven't got to go into as much as I would love to. And it's definitely one on the list that I will go back to. I, I could not push that game enough. But yeah. on to three, though. So onward to three, then. Um, so my three, I'm not going to drone on much about because it's actually already been said. Um, Fallout New Vegas. Hey, okay. Um, so okay. I put Fallout New Vegas at three just because for me, like he, uh, Brandon already said, it's an amazing RPG. It actually has an ending, unlike Fallout 3, which I can't stress enough because oh, the ending God. to Fallout 3, the fact that you had to buy it, irritated me to no end. Yep. The DLC for Fallout New Vegas was the best that Fallout has ever made. I didn't um, buy it. With, I the, the with the exception of Dead Money, which we don't talk about. That game's <laughs> like our... I don't know. That's like our... Our weird child that we keep locked in the basement. Like we don't talk we about keep it. Them in the Everything like, else is good. We're a picture you know family, what? but that's I'll, the weird part. I'll say this: if you mod dead money to get rid of the poison gas and the collar, it's great. It's <laughs> when you great. have to mod your DLC to make it good, though, that's when you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I, you know, again, I won't drone on too much about it. I just I love the game. I love the characters, and I love the world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Brandon, we could say it for every game that it's yeah, good. absolutely. Yeah, uh, so my number three, this is actually where things get kind of tough for me, because I've got a lot of games that I have to think about when I consider this. Um, my top three, this is kind of like a, a desert island scenario. What do I take with me if I've got nothing else? And I've got to go with a game that completely blew me away. I, I ignored it in the beginning, but now I cannot say enough about it. And that's actually going to be Cuphead by MDHR. Hey, oh my god. Yes. Dude, I'm so happy that you put Cuphead up here. Yes, um, I have so, not looked into that at all. Oh my gosh. So oh. one thing I can say about Cuphead is I like a challenge. I, I hate when a game is too easy. Mm-hmm. And Cuphead is not too easy. Um, yes. Cuphead will make you angry to the point where you might think, I'm going to break this. Um, I don't know how, but I'm going to break it. Best game. And I, like that. I actually got a chance to play through this with my girlfriend. Um, she's not even a big gamer herself, but... It's this 1930s kind of like animation style. You've got the big band music. You've got oh, this yeah. classic style of running guns and the, the 2D. It feels like Contra. Mm-hmm. And you can just tell that so much passion was put into this game when it was yeah. first designed. Um, because each frame is hand-drawn. Mm-hmm. So you're playing this, and it's not just like you're playing a video game. Really? It's like you're playing. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like hand you're playing. Drawn. Hand Do you remember drawn. like the old 30s cartoons? No, I of course understand. Like Steam, I've seen Cuphead. It, it, Steamboat Willie. I understand it that. It literally but has. The game was hand drawn. The game the is hand drawn. The entire game is hand Frame by frame. Yep. And that's what makes it so good is you're playing not only so a video genuine. game, but a labor of love. Yeah. And each level feels like its own unique, different world, different yep. boss. And How I, much does it cost? It's I, I $20. Think it's $20. That yes. is under and underpriced. Yes, and the, it, it, it's the biggest thing is like, and I I can't state this enough about Cuphead, and I'm really sad that it didn't even make my list because I'm just now thinking about how amazing it is. But that game was announced like five years ago, mm-hmm. and everyone kept freaking out because it got delayed, it got delayed, it got delayed, and everyone was like, "This game's gonna come out. It's gonna be horrible, like every other indie game that gets you know fired." Because the, it this won game so many awards. It yeah, it's such a perfect award. game. Like it is the epitome of what I define as a ten out of ten. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, like, I, I beat the game. Um, we beat the game. We played through the entire story. We we got to the devil. We fought King Dice. We did the the whole shebang, and nothing about that game feels like a a money grab, like yeah. a, a cash grab. Nothing about that game feels rush. Um, I, I genuinely feel like every level, every boss I played, it, the music for each boss, you know, is it, it online? 
No. It was handmade. Yeah, so it, it's actually no. like couch is it online? Co-op. Like, can you? It's only that like, couch you can't co-op. Play it's online. couch co-op, and so that's what makes it so good. You have to spend time with you to exactly. actually play a video. And that's what makes it so good is that you guys get frustrated together. Like, um, my girlfriend Kelsey and I, when we played it for the first time together, um, we spent so much time yelling, and that's just because the game. It's not easy. It's not no. something you jump into because you're like, wow, I want to have a an easy co-op time it's a game you jump into because you're like we can do this we can overcome it and that is what won my heart like cuphead just has magic about it that no game i've played has and honestly thinking about it it should have been higher on my list but again desert island scenario number three is cuphead there all right so i don't think this game a lot of people didn't like i don't know if you guys are gonna like it a lot of people didn't like this game for the reason I like it, and the reason it's number three, which I'm I'm at the at right now, I believe I'm I would switch it to four and put Resident Evil in up to three. Now that I thought about it, um, during this whole conversation, by the way, I have changed my top five four times, and I've finally uh-huh. set, finally set, except but, for that one little mix. Yeah, yeah. Continue. But um, Pokemon Dungeon Explorers of Time. Hey. Oh. I loved, and of course, Explorers of Time, uh, Sky, and um, what's the other one? It's just Pokemon Dungeons, right? Something like that, but they're all very similar. Um, So I'm guessing the other ones are just as good, but I only played Explorers of Time because of how similar they are. The first, the idea that you are the Pokemon, which I don't believe it's the first time that's happened, but it's the first mainstream. No, the uh, the other dungeon games did that as well. Yeah, but um, so I got that game... For two dollars at Pulp Reality here in Lancaster, um, and I was like, "This is interesting," um, and so I got it. The f- like it blew me away. The fact that it was you were the Pokemon just kind of was weird to me, and I ended up loving the story. I ended up loving the fact that like I ended up loving one of the Pokemon. As a character, instead of loving Ash or any of them, I loved the actual Pokemon. Yeah, and that's it was very unique. I I still like have a soft spot for Coliseum. Yeah, that was my game. Dude, Coliseum I, was I, my number one. Ah! I'm sorry. No, 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 not for this What's list. Coliseum. Coliseum. What boy? You want to talk about no, Pokemon Coliseum? Never was played. the GameCube Pokemon RPG that was so 3D. underrated. So underrated. You had a motorcycle, and you rode the motorcycle between towns. I remember that so and, vividly. And it has my favorite Pokemon villain of all time. It has Minor B. Minor oh, B and his... I forgot completely His Ludicolos. Is I there... Can you even um, find it anymore? No, I've heard it's very hard. Literally, the copies of it... In fact, while we're kind of doing this talk, I'm just going to work on eBay and see how much they They are sell expensive. For. I don't know why. They haven't remastered it. Nintendo is dumb. Uh... Because Pokemon, careful boy, Nintendo's a lifeblood for most of us around here. All right, well, uh, listen, no. if they don't remaster Coliseum, bleed for you or bleed uh, nothing. Either remaster Coliseum or we riot, dude. Yeah. I just want like we'll go to Japan. they have the they have the technology, dude. With the Switch, it would be absolutely incredible to see like a remake of Coliseum, yeah. like something similar. But not to diss on your game, just like I don't know if you guys finished or played at all Pokemon Dungeon. I never did. Um. The ending. Did you play? Are you planning on playing it, or can I spoil? No, go for it. it. Go for so it. you okay, play, we'll go for it. Yeah. and this game is long. This game's really long, and it doesn't. You know, it's multiple dungeons, dungeon game. It doesn't feel repetitive. 
there's some different things in there. But it took me probably about, in general play, two and a half weeks to beat the whole game. Just and when I beat it, so you're playing as this Pokemon. How much is it on eBay? Quick exactly? throw out on eBay. I mean, you can get a copy for anywhere from about 25 to 50 bucks. So oh. not horrible, but also not for a GameCube game nowadays. That's not awful. Yeah, that's fair. I paid $75 for Mario Sunshine GameCube. That's fair. Oh, Jeez. boy. Hey, I'm but, right there with you, buddy. Luigi's Mansion for 75 so. But yeah, when you finish, when you get to the end of this game, uh, first of all, uh, Giratina's in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's for only explorer time. It changes the the basically the only difference is the legendary Pokemon at the end. Like each all game. Pokemon games. Um, but so you get to the end. You've played for me two and a half weeks, and I played it pretty regularly every day. Um, as a Pokemon, and I was actually Mudkip, a very uncommon Pokemon through my whole what a playthrough. Horrible, horrible um, Pokemon. Mudkip doesn't lift. I play so I play Bring through the whole thing. Back, you find out you're not a Pokemon. You're actually a trainer yep. from another world, yep. and Giratina is you. It like knows that, and the whole time, all this weird stuff's happening in the game. And by the end, you find out that the reason is Giratina is trying to get to you, um, but is on a different plane. So you find out at the end you're not even a Pokemon, and then you. I don't remember if you had a choice or not. I don't think you did. You choose to stay a Pokemon and not go back to the real world, and it's just like, what? Yeah. It's different. It, it was, it's I, different I was like, games when it happened, I was like in that almost frozen awe. I was just like, on, on my little red DS playing a game, yep. I'm like, and awe. I'm just like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> I was like, I'm not a Pokemon. Like, what? Yeah, and I feel like you didn't get that many story moments in no. DS games. DS games were mostly like, no, and this unless, was all story. Unless you were playing like Phoenix Wright. You were not getting a lot of story. That's fair. Especially yeah. Pokemon games. Like, Pokemon games did not have deep stories. It was always, find the evil villain, evil villain try and take over legendary, beat evil villain, catch legendary king. Or, by the way, even better, collect all the badges. There you go. Well, no, that was preceding finding the evil villain. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anything else you want to throw on that's, there before that's we it for pass that. it on to Mr. Wasaw? Oh, yo, it's my turn. I completely forgot. Uh, wow, we are on three. Yep. Yeah, see, that's how... I'll... So, anyway, this one was tough for me. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to go Drayton level as far as, like, suspense. But I will say, it's a GTA game. Hands down, it's I thought of. Wow. Let me let me put this into perspective. So, Vice City. Oh. This is not Vice City. Oh. Not I Vice never City. played Vice City. So sad. Vice, Vice City was the, best. was the very first one I ever played. The very first game I ever played as a kid was a Grand Theft Auto game. My parents deserve a medal, honestly. <laughs> That's uh, true. San Andreas was the next step. Huge open world. I felt like I could go anywhere. I could do anything. But to rewind it, though, like, and this is an older... So let me just go ahead and say it. It's GTA 4. And the reason why... Mm. Is because the story felt so grounded. It felt so real. It was yeah, dark. It did feel. It was real. like what? every second you felt like you were just trying to grasp that American dream. Like you just what? wanted to... Nico. You want to go bowling? I was going to say go it was bowling. the real reason because it was the greatest was, bowling sim ever. It was quite literally <laughs> the best meme in the um, entire world. Of memes. Still is. But it no, was, like it was real. I, it was like you it, yeah. you were struggling like you were Nico Bellic you know you were coming from a really dark past at the time you know we really didn't know anything about yeah. but, like but you were just you were yeah. just trying to start over you yep. just wanted a normal life and you just kept getting winded back mm -hmm. into it and it just 
it just felt like a losing battle, and then towards the end, you finally like fall. It's just like I mean, it's I, such a great game. I will throw this out there. While that is not my favorite GTA, mm -hmm. that does have my favorite Grand Theft Auto character of all time. Which one, Brucey? Brucey, Ooh, dude. Brucey. I love Brucey. So <laughs> you know, like, every time one, he right? calls you in GTA yes. Five, yo, you want that bull shark testosterone? Yeah, I'm like, right. Brucey, get the hell out of here, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, Brucey, what's wrong? Dude, with I mean, you? like, like all of the characters, like they Roman, all. Been, yeah, GTA like Four cheats right? were the best too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because I mean, it was like, a real first addition to like, oh look, here's cheats that we're endorsing. Yeah, on your phone, which was nice. Yeah, um, and it, if it makes you laugh at all, during my time of playing GTA Four, I legitimately called the helicopter the Anhiliator for <laughs> the whole. That's pretty bad. That's pretty horrible. <laughs> that's really bad. Actually. Until one day, I'm playing GTA Five, telling somebody about. Hey, the inhaliator. My mom goes the annihilator. The annihilator. And I was like, and you're like, what the look? Like, 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 what? I like. It How do you mean? And I was like, I wait. Mean, let me uh, say this though, just to just to like back, like just to say one more reason why, like you know, I can still go back and name the characters. Like, we'll say, was it like Playboy something? I can't remember his name. Like, yeah, we know. We, we like between Playboy and Dwayne. Yeah, Dwayne by far was the great one of the greatest characters. Um, mm -hmm. Little Jacob. Um, Brucey, which I kind of hate to be honest. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, and then like like Packy, yep. Packy McCreary, the Irish brothers, dude. Oh yeah. The three leaf clover mission robbed the bank. Cool. Everything about that game just screams like yeah. It was just so good. Like that's that that's all I was gonna say about it though. Oh, one last thing. Uh, I love GTA Four. Yep. And the reason I love GTA Four is the same reason you said. Um, the grounded and like reality feel. Yeah. It feels and like GTA 90s. 5 is wonderful. Probably one of the best games I've ever played, but it feels like, like it's it's a satire of itself. Like exactly. it's, it's a satire of its time. It's a satire and, of our time. Like yeah. exactly. And GTA 4 was just so incredibly like, I am an immigrant coming to this big city and I need to make a name for myself. And it, you know, it very drove home like, hey, the US is pretty effed up. Like yeah, you know, if for you're an immigrant. It showed why there's gangs yeah. and why there's gangsters. Yeah. It made you feel the life of somebody who came over and just gets sucked into uh life of crime. Yeah. Oh in a big city. Yeah. Which yeah. happened very often. Yeah. And and it really I and what's funny is I love that game and I didn't know why until you just said it. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. It, I, I truly like it, I've played that game maybe six times. Yeah. And I want to play it again. Like, honestly. Absolutely. But, anyway. Alright, so two. let's move on to number two. So we're getting into real rough territory. Because my number one and number two, while I won't say they're interchangeable, there's no way they couldn't be number one and number two. Like, they had to be. Yeah. Um, my number two is Mass Effect 2. Never played Mass Effect. Oh my god, that was mine. Oh my god. Just well, a spoiler we can, alert. We can kind of just double this up then. Yeah. Because Mass Effect 2, for me... So the reason I selected Mass Effect 2, because, you know, it's like, a, if somebody who really loves RPGs, who loves games, Mass Effect 2 embodied everything about an RPG that I wanted. It had a great story. Every single character had meaning. Every side quest had meaning. Garrus Vakarian, dude. Oh, this is my favorite spot on the Citadel. Oh, Commander Shepard. Oh. But, like, just, the, Mass Effect 2 to me is, like, almost the perfect RPG. Yeah. There's literally, I can't tell you something wrong with it because there isn't. The choices were great. Being able to pick the Paragon or the uh, Renegade, Renegade options, like, those were so cool because, like, at the time, the first time I played it, I was like, oh, I'm going to be an asshole this whole game. Dude, and then, you, and then you start seeing what happens to you and you see, like, the world around you and you're like, 
fuck. I like, suck. I am a douchebag. Like, I cannot, like, as myself, like, I am just, we all know, I am just naturally a nice person. Right. So I was like, I'm going to be an asshole. And, like, I did one thing and I was like, wow, oh, I'm never picking that option you know, again. You know, which, you know which one, like, sticks with me the most of all of the oh, options no. that you had for Renegade and Paragon? It's spoilers. It's, yeah. It's yeah, weird. again. We're just going to keep saying spoilers. That's going to be our thing now. Yep. This whole podcast is spoilers. Um, it will be in the title for the first few, possibly. <laughs> Do not... I mean, we'll listen, but be ready. Yeah. And if, if you're getting spoiled on half the games that are 10 years old... Like, I sorry. Mean, you come need to, on. But they like, the games. Come on. Still great game. I mean, like, you can go back and play these games, oh, and yeah. you're still going to... Hell, like, like you're Mass Effect, you could have everything spoiled and still want to experience yeah. it. But... But no, the, the big renegade moment that made me like realize that I was the worst character in all of Mass Effect was the renegade option when you kick the dude out the window. You're trying to get information, they won't tell you, and instead of trying to get it out of them, you have the renegade option to Spartan kick them through a window out of a like 50, 60 story building, and you're almost on the tippy top of this thing. And you're like you kick them out, and you're just like, wow, I just killed somebody. And like I, there's something I feel like at some point they actually say like that person had a family and yep. you're like, God, I am horrible. The one renegade option that I loved in the Mass Effect series, and I think it was three, mm-hmm. is that freaking reporter. No, you can literally beat every the shit game, out of in her. every game. You can get you, to punch her in every single game. I, yes, hands down. Oh, yes, God, I hated that woman. Her was the best. But just like. We don't there was women. not a single character that I disliked Absolutely in that game. not. <laughs> we do not condone violence against women. It's just this one reporter. Yeah, that's fair. She's not a woman. She's and if, a... if you play Mass Effect, you'll understand. Yeah, I mean, I just hands down one of like that. that it still resonates with me. It, it's day. still one of like I've beat that game at least ten times, yes. and I still will go back and play it again Absolutely. because it is. Tally Zora, my wife, is waiting for me in the game. I'm so not on the same level go as you, but Miranda's my girl. Ugh, yeah. I felt so much disdain, but as Mass Effect fans, we can feel that disdain we, for each other. I mean, honestly, like, they're so equal to me, like, it's weird. Like, but, Brandon, let's hear yours. Yeah, what's your number two? Yeah, so, um, this was actually probably my hardest choice, because what deserves to be number two. Exactly. Um, but doesn't deserve to be my number one. Um, and for this, this will be the first open-world game I experienced. Um, it's also probably, to this day, one of the most beautiful games I've played. And one of the most adventurous games I've played. And that's going to go to Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. And that's hey. for a couple big reasons. You Number one, the most hated Zelda game. I know. And, and people can Zelda. absolutely come at me for this. But when Wait, I first what? heard that Wind Waker was going to be cell shaded Did you hear that? What, what was that, Drake? I never played Zelda. Except can, for the four swords on DS that Can was he be on podcast anymore? Listen, right, guys, I'm so sorry that we had Drake Deshaun on this first this is, for, <laughs> this is for me to learn and... It, know what to experience because there. i've been a gamer my whole life but somehow i haven't played these games the closest thing i've gotten to playing a zelda oh my god game was reading the creepypasta oh all right of majora's mask well cool. here we go let me go and finish this really so quick, for then. the two zelda fans here that actually I play you, games buddy. i got you buddy. yes um wind waker had the the boat mechanic which is something that a lot of yes. people if you've not played uh wind oh, waker god. but you've played black flag the assassin's creed game it's that same feeling of adventure, um, exploring the open seas and finding this random island with this random story that happens to go with it. And uh, the sense of adventure you get when you do that kind of thing, that's what Wind Waker was for me. And I was a young child when I first played this, and it captured that magic for me 
absolutely perfectly. Um, to this day, I still yearn to play Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. And I have. I've played through it many times. But the characters, the, the islands you go to, the overarching story, uh, everything about that game just screamed to me like adventure. This was what the epitome of games should be. This was like the magnum opus of open world of games. And to this day, I, I don't think I've played an open world of game that has made me feel the way that Legend of Zelda, uh, Zelda the Wind Waker has. Yeah. yeah. Legend of Zelku. Legend of Zelku. And that has to do with puzzles. Dragon Ball Zelda. Exactly. Puzzles. Um, the different little um, cool gadgets that Link gets throughout the story. Um, just the way that they twisted the story from your average Zelda game. Yeah. It wasn't the typical princess and savior. It was like a pirate, fun, jam type thing. I, I can't even put it, words to it. Wind no, Waker I, was... I mean, coming from a fan of Zelda who actually came to Zelda real late in my life, like, not, I wasn't exposed to it early. I played it real late, and then I played all of them. Um, I, I'm gonna go with Brandon on this. I think Wind Waker, while it is one of the most hated Zeldas, I think it's great. And I think the remaster that they did on Wii U just made it better. The HD one? Yeah, because they took away the few small issues that were with the game that just made it perfect. I would just Hashtag. like to make a point that, um... And, and I, a lot of people will say that it's because of um, our generation having the um, the child memories of it. And I don't believe it is. I think when you really analyze something like it, I don't know if we can all agree on this, but you know, Forza is beautiful and such. Older games are just better. They have more charm. They exactly. people put more work into them. Is what I see. Yeah. Well, it was before you could make a smooth game that lacked story. You had to have story to make drag it, your make it good. In. Who would sit through Oblivion <laughs> without the story? <laughs> Boy, <laughs> I've never actually. I played all the faces. other scrolls except for Oblivion. And when I see the for its time, when I see oh. the faces and the way that it turns and zooms into you, I'm just like. What the hell is going on? And I'm like, I would not sit through uh, this if the story wasn't great. And though. Oblivion has the best Elder Scrolls game. Fight me on that if you no, want to. No, it is the best Elder Scrolls game. Okay, but that's now. the same thing. Um, Wind Waker, it doesn't even look bad, the original no, GameCube version. No, it looks great. Because so it's game, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't matter how it looked. Old Tomb Raiders, doesn't matter how it looked. Play them, it's fun. That's it. Right. Old yes. games are just... I just wanted to make a break for that. Because yeah. I feel like that is just an important thing. And a lot of people just look at it and say, well, that's because you liked it when you were a kid. No. Like, no. Zelda, and I've never played that game, I guarantee is better than Fortnite. And I'm sorry. Well, that's there just are true. multiple <laughs> Zelda games. We'll we're have not, to get you cultured. <laughs> but speaking on that, that was your number three. Yeah. What, what's your number, number two? Three, or number Excuse two. Me. Wow. So, we are. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm surprised we haven't done this yet. And... It's not a hard choice between which one uh -huh. it should be. So it's the first one. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts. I played that. Again, that was the game I watched my mom play. But then I played shortly after because I was a little bit older. That game, first of all, I don't know why, but I love the idea of the, the Keyblade. That just yeah. is so cool. That is like, that was the best part. Yeah. I have Keyblade like letter openers Dude, exactly. to They're so well made. Let's be 100% honest. Like Kingdom Hearts is a game. We're, we're going to have to do an entire podcast on. It deserves With it. Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out, like, yeah, uh, I have to. I you guys, want to see first of all, recap on all yeah, the stories. So, right. Disney, oh, yeah, we'll have to do that in a podcast. <laughs> Disney, Disney's fantastic. Yes. Who doesn't love Disney? Mixed with, 
I guess is a Final Fantasy Square, character. Yeah, it's mixed with Sora. Square. No. Okay, which, so let me give you a quick, like, just a quick overview. I'm sorry to interrupt. Because I never um, played Final Fantasy, and so, I still love it. Sora is not a final... He is an original character for that franchise. But the whole idea actually came from, and if you didn't know this fun story, a Disney rep and a Square rep were in an elevator saying, hey man, could you imagine if we took your Disney worlds and mixed them with Final Fantasy? And the rep from Square got this look on his face and said, that's brilliant. And they took it to the CEO of Square and said, think about this. And it blew up. Like, that game... Happened in an elevator, yeah. and it should have never existed. It but is it does. honestly from the first of all from the storyline, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, <laughs> romance, if you can adventure, it. action is ridiculous. I cried, but oh, the, yeah. I did too. And the fact that not only is that there, if, but for a, for a linear game, the customization possibilities with the Keyblade. There's so many Keyblades, one for each world, I believe. Um, and the fact that uh, one part that a lot of people didn't delve into was the flying through to each planet, yep. customizing your the ship. Dummy ships. It's so weird, but so good. Yeah. Just Kingdom Hearts is just going to go down as one of those games that I just will always remember for the feeling of playing it. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask this, though. Are yeah. they remastering them all? Yes. They've remastered On PlayStation so 4 only. Yeah. I thought they were doing like a thing for Xbox that when no. it comes out. Xbox is not getting anything, as far as I'm aware. They're getting the new games. They're going to get, yeah, they're going to get three, but we, as far as I'm aware, Xbox will not be getting any of the original Kingdom Hearts games. None of the original ones. So, any of the original, any of the games. So, you're saying I can't start on the beach on Xbox One? No. You will be picking up from Kingdom Hearts 3 on Xbox One. And the music also. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. um, Another thing, just to add to this, because I think Kingdom Hearts was kind of like one of those pivotal moments for me there's a lot yeah. of games that kind of capture that but um disney the world of hercules yep. uh geez yeah hercules yeah exactly great one. um mickey mouse um that was magical yeah and it then was truly magical. combining that with sora yeah. and hercules is one of the great ones but yes i mean well exploring those worlds yeah. getting to explore you know olympus mount olympus oh. yep. hercules by your side um there is nothing like that. I, I don't think there's a game, at least, that captures yeah. both the movies I loved as a kid and yeah, the it, games I loved as like a kid. Like he said, it's brilliant. Like the guy, like throwing. Who? Nobody can say they hate Disney movies. Yeah. You could try to, but there's some Disney movies. There's movies you might not even know are Disney that you love. The fact that they threw, what, what was it, 15 of them? Yeah. Into one game? Well, it's like, like you know what's killing like, what makes me laugh so hard is I am probably going to get hated by Disney fans real quick. I'm not a huge fan of Frozen. It's a good movie, I but I just, it yet. I would never watch it. It's if you're a boy, it is subpar. I think <laughs> I don't just, know if you're a boy and you like it, you're it, fine. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's an all right movie. Like it's a good Disney movie, but I just it's not one of my favorites. Like I'm actually really intrigued to play the Frozen world from the clips of Kingdom Hearts three. Oh, of course, you you Kingdom Hearts any movie I don't like. And I'll and be I absolutely in okay, like, You know what I was movie. thoroughly surprised with and actually enjoyed? I I, I was enjoyed to see Big Hero 6. What? Oh my god, Come Big on. Hero Baymax, 6. Man. Dude, that like, is such I, a different take from the like oh. the typical like Disney like princess. Yeah. Prince from like this so, realm. Dude, I just I want to walk up and give Baymax a hug and game. I truly that movie was I was not expecting that whatsoever and seeing him brought so much joy. I yeah. was like, that was such a great movie. It, I have not seen the is. trailer. It is so because good. I wanted to surprise myself with the game. That's fair. I do the plot of games. 
All right, gents. Well, number one. This is on. the big one. Number this, one. This is our big defining. Like, you're going to understand truly who we are by this game. I was going to say, this is our defining factor. Yeah. Like, if you don't like this number one game we picked, you might not like us as people, and I'm sorry for that. I, I know. This is great, either a great or a bad place to get off. I will say the off. one game that I picked defines myself as a gamer. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just like that's it. Like that's all no, I have to it, say about it. Though. It 100% is. Like this for me, this game is the one game that to me is the perfect game. Like it deserves all of its credit. It deserves and I'm just going to jump right in. I picked Resident Evil 4. Um, for the what? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Podcast listeners gone. Yep. No, for those mm. who aren't initiated or who aren't huge Resident Evil fans, um for she me Resident Evil 4 is the perfect game. Is that when you start in Africa? Is that the one? No, that's five. Yeah, well, that's close. So it's the good one. Resident Evil 4 is just... <laughs> no, it, the cool thing about Resident Evil 4 for me, like, Resident Evil 4 had that beautiful mix of tanky controls, mm-hmm. but they were fluent. I know that's the weirdest combination of words, but tanky controls, and the way I describe Resident Evil 4 is a B-movie, but a good B-movie. Like, it doesn't take itself seriously. It allows you... There are at least three boulder chases in that movie where you are running from a boulder. Yeah. And it's great. And it fits. And, like, the characters are also over... Like, the personalities are so over the top. Mm-hmm. Leon, the main character, is my favorite Resident Evil character. And granted, he is technically from 2. But the version of him in 4 is the best. He has this great personality. He's, like, the spy. He's the American spy that we all are, like... That's the FBI agent that I want to be when I grow up. And, like, just the world that they build around it in this village where, you know, like, all the other Resident Evils were in the U.S. Mm-hmm. This one takes place in the middle of Europe, and it's around a cult versus yeah. zombies. It's what introduced it, for those who are initiated, the Lost Plaga, which took a big role in the later games. But the, the great thing about this game, just to me, is... And I this is going to sound so pretentious, but it's been released, like... 50 times for a reason yeah it's on every console you can imagine because it is that good um you know like i i still have my resident evil one copy or my resident evil 4 initial copy that's a gamecube that says gamecube only on the corner and to me that's (laughs) just amazing i have the chainsaw controller at home you know i just to me it is the single best game ever I've got to say, too, since, uh, I don't know if that was today or yesterday, because it's hot in here and everything's a blur in my life. We um, are burning in hell. When did, when did you tell me that? Because you today. told me. So, ever since then, I've been thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then, I, um, so I, I went home before I came here. Um, Resident Evil 4 has probably just recently finished downloading on my computer. I'm going to play it again oh, like, tomorrow. Like, I thought about it and I was like, well, and this game is so good. Why have I not replayed it? I've only played it once. I and I, I was like, what? At last count, I think I have beaten that game at least eighteen times. At last count, I have probably two hundred hours in that game. And like, here are just a couple quick things, and I will absolutely let Mister Mayhorn just basically. I already know what he's going to say. We all know what he's going to say already, but. <laughs> Um, to just sum it up, Resident Evil 4 gave us so many amazing things. Like, it added, if you've ever heard of Mercenaries mode, that's from Resident Evil 4. Yeah. If you've ever heard of, what else did I put down here? Um, New Game Plus, that's a huge thing Resident Evil 4 had. Yeah. And each version of the game always added more content. So, like, you got extra side stories, you got extra weapons. 
they just uh, they gave me the suit of armor the tommy gun like they just added so much so like for me it, it encapsulates the definition of the perfect game that's, that's fair. fair brandon all right so coming to game number one um as i said with all my previous games was actually really hard because i've played a lot of games growing up like I, a lot right. of games have kind of played a part in who i am today and there's only one game i can think of that has replay value that I've thought so much about, I've, I've read books outside of, you know, the game itself. I've, I've cared to delve into this lore so much that I don't think, I, I don't think there's a better game. And that would be the first Bioshock. And that's for a couple different reasons. Um, I Never played it my played. freshman year of high school. I borrowed it from a friend what? at the time. Never played it? Never played Bioshock. I just, just started I just bought touching them. the first Well, I got them on a Humble Bundle, right? Yeah. 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 I got so, them on a Humble Bundle, so yeah. I'm going to play the remaster. You have to. Yes. Bioshock 1, um, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to put this into words. I don't like horror games. Bioshock was considered a horror game. And never once playing that game do I feel like I'm playing a horror game. I feel like I'm playing the most amazing narrative I've ever played in my life. Um, the first Bioshock captures um, objectivism. It's based off of a novel um ayn rand's literally atlas shrugged i mean everything comes from that one source so there's so much depth to the characters to mm -hmm. the the gameplay upgrading your guns upgrading uh of course you know the different types of uh plasmas yeah plasmas wow. wow i don't sound like at all um, <laughs> the different types of plasmas you have um i just can't i cannot express to you guys what it felt like for the first time to play that game through and to have played it through so many times after um you know literally i andrew lyon uh frank fontaine those characters have stayed with me every single night when i when i think about stuff and i'm up at late at night those are the characters to come back to because they were so well written so well uh voice acted so well everything i, I just i think bioshock one might be the best game i've ever played and that's one of those games that will never lose that that awe factor to me. Every time I play that through, I will be amazed at every single turn in the story because even though I see it coming, it's just so well done that I, I can't help but be floored by it. No. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a great choice. So, Drayton, do you want to go All next? right, so this is the first one in my list that's not old. Cool. I believe my number one game as of right now of all time has actually come out in the last five years. Um, it's Bloodborne. Hey, I yeah, I'll give you that's that one. my favorite game because I did not know that I was super into Lovecraftian yep. horror until yeah. I played it. Um, I had the the pleasure of in every almost every game, not all of them. A lot of them are great solo. A lot of games are great playing with someone else. I had the pleasure of playing completely through it with one of my friends. Um, we platinumed it, played through the story three times. Um, I don't know what it is about it. First of all, it's the first game ever, like a Souls game, that I have ever played that was just hard. If you've ever played the DLC, um, the Hunter's Nightmare. Yeah. Oh. If you've ever played the Hunter's Nightmare, that. you know the Orphan of Cause is literally probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. It took me and um, my friend, it took me and my friend at least a week to beat it. Oh yeah. Every day, trying over and over again. We had to perfect oh, yeah. our strategy. It's yeah. You had to think about 
where we're moving while the other player is moving. And so, and the, and the worst part about it, because of the way Bloodborne plays, if you've never played it, and I believe it's the same in the Souls games, you have to beat him twice. Yeah, he... You have to beat every... If you want to play together... He gets... If you want to play together... Oh, God. Yeah, you gotta beat him twice. Because yeah. when, yeah. when you go in to someone else's game, not only is your health cut in half, oh, yeah. but you have to... Whatever you do in their game does not count on your own. So yes. we both wanted to platinum the game. So we had to beat the Orphan of Cause twice. And the first time we beat it, we had a moment of such happiness and then a moment of such dread. Just pure dread. Because then we <laughs> realized we had to beat him again and it took another two days to beat him a second time. And so, But not only for that, it's just one of those games where it, it's so... The story and the atmosphere are so well done. They did... They made the atmosphere so well. Um, it's just so creepy. And I, I don't know if you who here has actually played Bloodborne or knows about it once you get later on the game. The amygdalas yep. are weird. Well, and it's the tonsil monsters yep. are weird. But it's just like you're you. I got thrown into this game, which is obviously a, a Soulsborne game, or have you yeah. say it? Right? I've never played Dark Souls. So I was put in this game, first time in this game, and I thought, I'm like, I don't know why, but I'm on edge, and I'm very intrigued. I got lost in the lore in a game for the first time in a while. One thing to say about that game, and I admit that like cut you off on um, but as a, like, a huge Dark Souls fan, I can 100% say that that is like, the best Soulsborne game for the sole fact that a lot of Dark Souls boils down to block 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 wait 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 until i get that opening bloodborne rewards you for being aggressive and which, there's strategy yeah well. there's a strategy to being no there's a lot of rolling but that's not but always it's there's not, different ways you can get not, the hunt uh what's it called the hunter's uh hunter's bone oh where you go the so instead of rolling bone. now you do what's now you pass in and out of a different realm yep. you go quickly like that there's different ways yeah which is nice they there was so much that game was just kind of like the peak of FromSoft making their best game in my opinion yeah so that that's a killer choice i've never played any of their other games i just know that for a game that took me that long yeah to play absolutely i may have played their other game i don't even know developers have the time but for a game that took me that long to play and beat and it's the only game so far i've ever platinumed on playstation out of my 57 games and I don't believe I'm going to play another game, honestly, because <laughs> that was scarring. It was yeah. hard. Like, yeah. I was angry. And my mom is currently playing that. I keep bringing her up because she's recently getting into gaming um, a lot because I got her PS4 for Christmas. But go. she is playing Bloodborne right now. I got that for her for Mother's Day. A hilarious Hell Mother's wow. Day pro- present. Wow. And yeah. she's, she, happy it Mother's Day, mom. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, have, happy Mother's Day. Spend the next weeks of your life Hating yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because it makes I hope, you, I hope you don't like you said earlier with what Cuphead, right? Yeah. It's that feeling of this is making me angry. Like you get to a well, point where you're so angry. Because it's not yeah. a game that you can play and just be it, it takes skill, it takes actual, yeah. you know, thinking strategy, which I, I respect. Bloodborne Dark Souls, I mean like it's just hands down like it's that like you're not I feel like you're not taken seriously as a gamer until you've beaten Beat one, one, two, three, or maybe all of them, you know what I yeah. mean? Like I didn't think, because that was the first game that was hard for me to beat, so I didn't think, I mean, I was just like, okay, it's Bloodborne, and then I was like, shit, 
Yeah. This yeah. is what is happening. I was like, right what even? All right, so we've saved the best for last, and I'm not gonna be super suspenseful because I'm not gonna lie, I'm really hot and sweaty, and I feel like my brain is kind of dying. But that being said, number one again, best for last. And this game is just, you know, hands down the greatest game I've ever played. Cyberpunk 2077, am I right? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, seriously, though. I don't want to play it. Oh, yeah, I, haven't played I haven't played it yet. No, but to be completely honest, this is a game that, like, and we all know what I'm going to say, but I'm drawing it out for I these guys. No this is a game that, like, you know, I'll wait, I May Mayhorn said, you know, he's really delved into the lore. Well, I feel like I've taken it to another level. Like, I've read almost every single book. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for the TV series to come out. I wanted to say two guys, but honestly, Halo Three, hands down, uh, the wow. best. Did not see that coming. I, I told you. I, I told you his number one. Would be I was Halo. waiting for The Witcher Three to come out of your oh, lips. Oh, Witcher Three? Yeah, because I delved into you, the lore you said so much. I read the, the TV books. show. No, and listen, out. listen. And this is my honorable mention. Now, here's why I didn't pick The Witcher Three. I love that game. I love it to death. I think it deserves every reward that it's ever gotten and more. The thing is, I have not beaten it yet. Yeah, I've never played so, Halo and 3. And I can't, I, can't, I can't say it's my number one if I haven't beaten it. That's fair. Now, let me go back to Halo 3, though. The mil like I, I am a huge military person. I'm a history minor. I want to be a history major, but I don't have that much drive. That being said, though, I mean, like, the beautiful thing about Halo is that it takes our history date for date and then just throws it into the future. Like, everything, like, builds off of the past... Um, it's got that perfect mix of, you know, hardcore military, and especially the books. Like, this is especially me talking about the books. Hardcore military with the twist of sci-fi, that everlasting feeling of, Jesus, God, we're losing this war, uh, humanity's last hope. You know, Halo 3, you had one simple task, and that was leaping in, falling off of the Forerunner ship, getting up from, you know, in, in some African jungle, and finishing the effing fight. Like, nothing felt more sincere and just kick ass like i have never jumped into a game so headstrong and just i honestly to this day and i and this goes back to you know this game defines me in the sense that like it's a story driven game like at its heart you know hands down one of the best stories i've ever played but it's also what put me into the competitive scene of gaming and i don't know if i've gotten that vibe from you guys or not like i don't know how we are with that but i've turned into that like you know halo halo the series in general was just like my niche, like niche, niche, whatever. Like it was the game that I was just naturally good at. I became better as I played it and I was good at it. And like hands down put me in the competitive scene to the point where I was like, I want to play this and I want to get good at it. And just to this day, I mean, Halo 5 is still my favorite. I've played in tournaments. I've, I've haven't won tournaments, but I've gotten close. <laughs> but I mean, hands down though, just like it has so much like value to me. I don't know, but that's that's what I'm that's what I'm yeah. leaving it at. Is Halo yeah. Three hands down the best game to me? That's no. I mean, that's a killer choice. I mean, let's be real here. Like at the end of the day, these were all opinions. Oh, absolutely. At, at the end of the day, we're all making opinions. Love us or hate us. Um, you know, that's why we said they're our favorite, not like the best games ever made. You know, like because there there are so many ways to interpret that statement of what are your top five games of all time? Because you like our lists were also varied. You had a GBA game, which yeah. I never would have seen yeah. in a million years. Well, and the, your number one doesn't have to be the best game of all time no. either. My favorite game, Bloodborne, is not the best game of all time. It's not the best well-rounded creative game created game of all time. But I, it's just my number one for the reasons I gave. I will right. say this: 
we're all gamers. The people listening are gamers or gotta, I, I assume. So. Yeah, but I mean, like, we're a community. Yeah. Like, we're like a special type of, like, like individuals that, like, have this overwhelming love for things that aren't real life. Like, yeah. we, we invest ourselves in these worlds. So it's nice to, like, you know, I'm a diehard Halo fan. I love The Witcher. I love all these other games. But, like, at the end of the day, I can look at other games and say, that game is in Bioshock, even. I've started playing that, and I absolutely can see where the love comes from. Like, yeah. I can appreciate a game no matter what. Like, I don't care what my style is or not. At the end of the day, they're all games. Like, yeah. they're different worlds. Like, no, I mean, I think that's like a really good summary, honestly. Um, but I mean, with that, that's that's our top fives for everybody. Um, you know, guys, if you've stayed with us for this long, we really do appreciate you. Um, you know, this is our first podcast, so. It is a little longer, but I mean, we kind of intended for this one to be yeah. the long one because you kind of we wanted you guys to get to know us, and we hope that you know week after week we want you to come back. Um, we're gonna try to crank these out as fast as we can, so we want to try to do weekly. Maybe it might be bi-weekly, yeah. depending on editing. But um, you know, I I think I had a great time tonight with you guys, and yeah. I think we've got so much more. Like, I mean, literally, we mentioned, like, 12 other topics we could do for podcasts. So yeah. We've got, like, <laughs> easily. We've got, we've got some material ready to go. Yeah, like, yeah. easily. So, you know, I just, like, I personally want to say thanks, guys. Um, and if you stuck with us this long, hopefully you'll come back for episode two, um, which, you know, we'll have more to come. Yeah. Well, yeah. As, a, as, a, as a quick little bonus, does anybody have any honorable mentions that they, like, really felt like they wanted to talk about during that? So my honorable mention is actually going to be what I think we saw was bringing up, and that is The Witcher 3. Yeah. And that's never because CD Projekt Red made the best, and I, I do mean the best, it, it didn't make it on my list for several reasons, the best RPG I've ever played, and I cared the most about those characters. Yeah. Um, past that, not much else to say, but The Witcher 3, if you have not had a chance to pick that up yet, if you want to, please God, do. If yeah. you want to play an RPG and regret every every decision that you make, buy yes, The Witcher. Absolutely. Like, yep. Yeah, that's uh, a hundreds of hours of just pure, pure regret. And that's just the main story. Yep. You should add the content on because that's another thousand hours of regret and pain. Um, one thing I will throw in for honorable mentions because we kind of forgot to mention honorable mentions. Yeah, just a real quick um, wrap up. Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper. The original Never Sly Cooper. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. original Sly Cooper that? for me. Um, it's a platform. It's, a, it's like so. Do you remember the Sony mascot era oh, where they had yes, all of their yes, mascots? I remember that game now. That was Sly Cooper, platform, and yeah. the original Sly Cooper. The reason it didn't make it on my list, but ironically, it is the game that I've beaten second most in my life. Um, I probably have a whopping like ten or twelve playthroughs of that in there, mm-hmm. um, because the original game was just. It was the epitome of being a thief, and it was perfect in every way, shape, and form, and like. It hurts me that Sucker Punch will never make another one because yeah. I and I'm so happy for Sucker Punch because they've gone on and done amazing things and I don't want them to revert back to where they started because they're so far past that they're a great company now like that new game that they've got coming out I can't tell you the name that something Ghost it looks awesome but it's a samurai game yes it's gonna oh, be that by the same people it's that gonna that be looks phenomenal it's gonna be amazing and I don't want them to go back. But I wish somebody would pick up the mantle and make another Sly Cooper because we got a fourth one, and it was pretty good. Like it, but there's just so much more to talk about. So I did uh, not know that they made uh, Infamous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, I want to say that my honorable mention was going to be Sly. Yeah, 
I really wanted it to be Pajama Sam, but I honestly can't think of back to. I can't really remember anything about it, honestly. I just wanted to say it. No, I like fine, it. Yeah. No, but oh, to be God. completely honest, so, uh, Ratchet and Clank was also going to be mine. Yep. But at the end of the day, I want to say Jack and Dexter. Oh, Ooh, Jack and the Dexter. The other mascot. The very first Jack and Dexter yep. was the most brightest, most happiest. Get Like, it was great. And then it, and it just so descended dark. into darkness, and it was such a great flip. You know what's so funny is like I just platinum Jack and Daxter recently. Really? Um, it when it got re when it came back out on PS4, mm-hmm. I got it for free when I bought Uncharted, and I went back and platinum that game. And you know what was so funny is going back. I'm like, God, you know that whole nostalgia glasses thing you hear. Like Drayton brought that up. They people think that we wear these rose colored glasses and see games as nostalgic. Mm-hmm. But for me, like, that game is just as good as it was. Now, do I, 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 I... The same feeling, unfortunately, with Naughty Dog as with Sucker Punch. I don't want Naughty Dog to revert back to old Jack and Daxter. That would be a waste of talent because they make things like Uncharted, The Last of Us. Some of the best games ever made. Exactly. But it's just another one of those things. I want somebody to pick up the mantle, but I don't know if somebody did pick up the mantle that I would ever be happy. Exactly. So it's kind of like one of those... You know, they made three games. I don't really count the fourth one because it was the not racing good. game. Yeah. No, not the. I love the racing game. I'm talking about the fourth one, the unknown frontier that no one talks about. I, I yeah, Google. It's called Jack and Daxter, the un or the new frontier. It was for PSP only. Oh, that's why I don't remember it. Yelp. Oh, sorry, PS2 as well. But it just it wasn't a great game, and it almost it, again kind of relives that fear of why I don't want them to bring these games back. Exactly. Because they will never live up to the expectation previously set. No. Alright, guys. But anyways, again, we really appreciate you guys. Um, Like I said, my name is Brendan. I'm Brandon. I am Zachary. And I'm Drayton. And we want to thank you guys for listening to the first ever Cheap Shots podcast. Hopefully you'll join us on the next one. I promise it won't go as long next time. Oh, God, I hope not. (laughs) But we've had a great time. Thanks for listening.